Welcome to Rebel <laughs> FM episode 53. That was probably really loud in your eardrums, and I hope that you fucking pushed play, heard the music, and then had that fucking make you want to turn it off immediately. I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is Arthur Geese. Anthony didn't go to work today, so he's not tired. <laughs> no, I'm tired. I just, actually, I'm really tired, but I had a lot of caffeine today. Nintendo event had lots of free drinks, and I just sat there pounding away. <laughs> um, and then also Tyler Barber's with us. First you squat and gobble, and then you squat and gobble, and then she squat and gobble, and then he squat and gobble. Uh, actually, a lot of people really seem to like the squat and gobble. Thing. Of course they did. Um, <laughs> of course they did. So, so today's going to be a shorter show, only because. Wait, really? Yeah, well, mostly because uh, I want to play Borderlands. <laughs> you really want to get No, on? I'm just kidding. It's not really going to be like a, a, a shorter show. We're going to do, you know, we have a topic and all that. Um, no, I do want to play more Borderlands, though. I haven't played any at all yet, and I totally got it. I started playing it last night, and it was, uh, I mean, you know, I, I liked the game a lot, and I liked the Island of Dr. Ned content, and this is more single player. It's supposed and to be twice as long as Dr. Ned, I it think. It probably is, yeah. Dr. Ned took about four hours, so this will probably take like eight hours. So we'll so. start with what we've been playing. You can talk about that. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what's coming up. Sometimes I mix it up. Sometimes I tell you, and today you don't know. No, in the middle, it's uh, Essential Games is Jen, right? Arthur said they don't know. And then letters, right? Yeah, if you okay. looked at our website, you would have had time to respond. So that we actually got a fair amount of response. responses about uh, Essential Games to have played this generation. Which, you know, because people talk about that in the past, like after the Wii was out. You know, IGN, various places would do like 20 GameCube games you should have played. You know, but but this guy's question when he wrote into us was like, he was really curious about games that we felt were essential now because he felt like it was hard to go back sometimes once the new generation was already out. It takes so, a surprising amount of willpower not to just blurt something out right now. What? I was going to say Dead Space. Well, I think a that's lot of people... One, yeah, I think yeah. that's on all of our lists. Especially in the... You know, and it's very timely. There was that Gama Sutra article about... Uh, UI and the different types of UI and um, yeah, I just hope they don't fuck up the second one. So yeah, I, I've I've been playing a fair amount, but I haven't actually been a uh, like I didn't I or I've been played some, but I saw a lot in the last week. Mm. Like I actually haven't so, <clears throat> played Nintendo stuff. First. Yeah, well, I played that, and it's it's more Borderlands. That's great, and it has a this character Scooter who you dealt with in the past games of the car guy. You know, and it, he's a much more prominent character in this, and his dialogue is every bit as foul as you would imagine. Like, at some point, he gets messed up, and I forget the term that he uses, but it's some sort of term of slut. And it's just like, he comes off like a real redneck, and it's great. I mean, Borderland, I mean, Gearbox is in Texas, right? Yeah. Was he the blind guy? No, no, he's the car guy. You want to ride? No, to drop a minor story spoiler for Borderlands, the blind guy gets killed. Yeah. 
in like the first hour. Yeah. Um, Not the first hour. It's a little DLC. bit further in. No, no. Then the, no the, in the, the game proper. Game. I don't even remember that app, dude. Um, that goes to show you like how much. And it's funny. Story. Like the way I found it was I was playing with other people and I wasn't at the point yet where he was dead and someone else was. So I walk up to his house and he's, and he's sitting on the chair like what doing whatever. And then I go into his house and he's hanging in pieces from the ceiling. I'm yeah. like, that's not right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that car guy, he plays a much bigger, like he's kind of his, his, uh, car shop and all is, is like your central hub in this new area. Mm. And so a lot of it takes place on these various outposts that all go along a gigantic, like above ground highway. And mm. so cars also play a much bigger role, which is why they've introduced like a new car that has like, I think I talked about it before. You know, yeah. four players can jump in and do <laughs> it. It sounded things. like the G.I. Joe vehicle. In it is like a Fantastic <laughs> Four's jet. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so far the quests have been great, you know, and, and it's, I mean, it's probably some of the higher quality DLC that you can find out there. Like, a lot of games do DLC, right? And, like, for instance, Assassin's Creed, like, that has great DLC with mm. voice acting and everything. But this is, mm. like, this is, like, a, you know, like, everything just like you would expect in the original Borderlands. This isn't, like, half-assed. It isn't, like, a text pops up and just tells it's you what to do. It's fucking huge. But yeah, it's, like, two gigs. And a guy, you know, this is, like, a guy with the voice acting comes up. And it's not, like, a rehashing of just old things. This takes place after the original game concludes, and it even has like an intro movie to it. So I think know? the the caveat is that you should finish the main game before you jump into this content. I mean, I guess you should, but it's I mean, Borderlands the story because you know spoilers for the, Borderlands. Borderlands is, is you don't want to spoil Borderlands the is such a a silly story. Anyways, you really don't need to. And it is yeah. possibly the most anticlimactic ending in a game I've ever seen. The important thing, though, is that you. Uh, for this is that you're you should be like level thirty though because mm. it really is. I don't even know how you could beat the game without exactly level 30. that's that's pretty much it. It is you need to be thirty because the guys all are all pretty high level. And um, the last boss I think is like a sixty four behemoth or something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, the guys so far haven't been that hard. I'm a level forty soldier and I have really good equipment. But have you found any sweet loot yet? I have found some. I mean, I've actually gotten rid of all my weapons that I had previously already. So that is the hallmark of a good loot-based expansion: is how quickly you get rid of your old shit. Yeah, it's true. But there's and they added like you know you know if, I mean obviously loot is a big reason I love that game and they've added new chests that when you find one they're very rare and it's like you know you're about to get something good whenever you see one of those. Can um you, the, the 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 new enemy types they they look like dudes in sort of like robot suits is that so, what they are and there's also you fought, fucking you, ninjas you fought those guys before in the old game you fought the crimson lance towards the end of the game in regular borderlands but then they just never showed you but like now, they they kept that under wraps but now they you the crimson lance is like your main fight throughout the game so you're basically fighting all these guys that look like space marines and then on top of that then there's the big mech things as well yeah. And then you're also doing a lot of car combat because they roll at you and like tank things as well. I mean, you know, you know that the soldier was a member of the Crimson Lance, right? I think he has little insignias and stuff still yeah. on him. So, dude, one one thing I have to say is like, you know, I I enjoyed Borderlands a lot playing with my friends, but I thought the car combat was pretty shit. Like it's, to be frank, I mean they 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 they'll tell you straight up they learned a lot from Halo, and I and I think that it shows like the way the turret operates operates and stuff. But in Halo. For instance, when you were playing, you could drive and not worry about the gun because you had a really accurate AI guy kicking ass back there. In this, it's pretty challenging because when you're by yourself, you have to aim the gun while thinking about hauling ass down the road at the yeah. same time. And, uh, yeah, but I, I just also felt like the weapons just weren't very effective and just yeah, kind you of... You can was... lock on to people. But that's the thing now. The new car, actually... No, you could lock on with the old car. But I'm saying this new car launches rockets into the air and then they all just automatically go and f- find targets. Nice. 
So it really is much more of a a thoughtless sort of thing. I so. think the rate of fire was the problem with the old cars, like how fast the rocket launcher fired. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I still don't think the vehicle combat's amazing, but I mean, I really don't do it. I, I use vehicles a lot of times <clears throat> just to get to A to B. Like the still the crux of yeah. it is like fighting a bunch of guys on the ground. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just found, you know, if you, a lot of situations in Borderlands, it was like frustrating. You know, because it seemed like, uh, for example, if you jumped in one of the cars with the machine gun, like the accuracy on that was just so spread out. Uh, yeah, the machine but, gun I pretty much use only to roll up and get close until I hit them. Right. Like I just shoot it as <laughs> I get close. You know, and the machine gun was effective on other vehicles just because of the fact that it was so spread shot. Like, because it shot all over the fucking place. So I felt like it was, um, you know, in, 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 in a way they were trying to, like, compensate yeah. for, for some sort of... I don't I know, mean, it just felt a little crazy, a little janky. The DLC so far is great to me only because I never wanted to do a second playthrough right mm-hmm. away and get my character up to 50. So for me, it's, like, a new way to continue leveling, get new loot, and then, like, the conclusion of the game, it tells you this in the first, like, two minutes of the DLC, is that the reason you're doing it is because if you help this person defeat the crimson lance you're going there she's going to give you access to their secret armory which to me sounds like it's just going to be like here's a bunch more fucking new weapons so so you can start the game over again with new awesome stuff i i was never i didn't feel compelled to start borderlands over again and i don't think i would be i i I feel at some point i might um i would do a second playthrough at some point um but i'm perfectly content to just also pop it back in and play the dlc like I, I think that they, they do great DLC. The Moxie thing was different because that was very much just like a, an arena battle thing, but they're story-based ones like the Island of Dr. Ned and this one. More Borderlands. So. I think they, they miscalculated the amount of time investment than perhaps that perhaps people were willing to put into one sitting of Borderlands. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't need Moxie to play this by any means, and that character does make a return because they like her as a character. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I'm, I totally dig it. And then uh, the other game I've actually been playing in the last week is uh, Miles Edgeworth Investigations, and that is, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's actually, well, the, well, I mean, it's like, I think it's great because I, I will take more Ace Attorney stories as fast as I can get them, but it is, uh, compared to the old Ace Attorney games, it is way dumbed down. Like, and not even dumbed down necessarily in the... Because old Ace Attorney games had the problem of old classic adventure games where it's like uh, you're at this part where the computer wants you to, to present like a very specific thing to get past this, but it makes no logical fucking sense. It's like mix the banana with the bomb or right, something, yeah. you know? But uh, they got over that towards the end and everything, if you really thought about it, logically made sense. And in this one, things logically make sense as well, but some sometimes it's like so obvious. It's like, hmm, this guy cut his hand. Why, how could he have cut his hand? And it's like you look in your clues, and there's broken glass, covered in blood. And then like you'll read the like the clue, and it'll be like, hmm, seems like someone must have cut their hand. On he that. also <laughs> like, he also forgot his name tag on top of the glass, right? It, it, and and like, like yeah, and like and like in the first case you investigate, it shows you the face of the person killing the other person, so you know who it is the whole time. You're not like trying to prove it. I mean, you're trying to prove it, but you already know. It's not like you're like thinking this could be that guy. Like I, I think it's cool the way that they've added like a a third person perspective where you actually walk around as an avatar and investigate things instead of just screens where you click on things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of too easy at this point. But 
I still enjoy it because I like the characters of that game, yeah. silliness and all, and the way that they write in pop culture references and weird silly jokes. So I'm 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 okay with having bought in that, purchased it. Um, Which character is he? Like I'm trying to visualize Miles who Edgeworth he is. is the, what does he look like? Is your rivalry throughout the first couple of games, or your rival, the person you have a rivalry with? He's the prosecutor. So in the other games, you always played a defense attorney. In this game, you're a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a, he, he's a character you hate in the first game, but then later in the series, you grow to really like a lot. Right, yeah. Um, you grow to like. Well, people that like the series and follow oh, okay. it grow to like. I mean, they want oh. you to hate him, and then as they make him more of a person. so It's more like he's sort of a... The detective in... uh, in Yeah, in these games, prosecutors are also detectives. Like in whatever legal system exists in these worlds, prosecutors actually go on the scene and collect (laughs) clues and stuff like that. So you are detectives, officers, crime scene investigators, and lawyers? Yes. Nice. Yeah, in in this world, that's how it works. And in this world, also, judges render the verdict... You know, they don't just make judgment, like, as far as, like, what the penalty is. They also say, like, oh, you're guilty. They're like <laughs> magistrates. Yeah. So. Do you sleep in your office? When does this guy have time to do anything but work? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. They actually never show you at home. Actually, that's a good point. The whole Phoenix Wright games, whenever you returned home, it was always returning to your office. So They just hang from the ceiling. <clears throat> it makes me wonder, like, when they do CSI games and shit like that, you know, why they're always terrible. Like, just do court games like this and stuff. Uh, the court you know? games are good, but the CSI, I will say that a CSI game would be cool, but but even in Phoenix Wright games, they've never implemented that very well. Like, you walk around and you gather clues, but they've never done cool things with the DS except once. In one case where you got to, like, actually, like, spread fingerprint powder and stuff like that and actually use the stylus and the uh, uniqueness okay. of the yeah, DS yeah. to do things. They should just have the Condemned 2 guys do a, uh, a CSI game. They should. Like a I fucked th- up, that gory was always like, CSI Yeah, I game. always thought that was so cool, and then, but it was always so limited. All those the shows, games. Law & Order, man, they're so fucking cheesy, dude. Law & Order is Law & Order proper. You take that back. All those goddamn shows, Law & Order dude. proper yeah, is not Yeah, the regular Law & Order is not that is cheesy. Law & Order, like, crime scene investigations. Uh, Law nah, & Order, dude. no, you're thinking Law & Order SVU. SVU. That one, okay. <laughs> but Law & Order, the proper one, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> dude, but SVU is the worst, dude. Sexual victim. Is that what that is? Sex- sexual victim. <laughs> what, what? Wait, 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 wait. Special Special victim. <laughs> Dude, that one's the worst, dude. God. Dude, you sit there and memorize Tim and Eric skits. <laughs> Do not tell me what is and isn't good television. Um, that fucking episode where they uh, had, what was it, Second Life? I have watched you, I have sit here and watched you sing Horse and Buggy Ride more than once. <laughs> I've seen some weird, fucked up <laughs> things on special videos. Dude, to, well, me, but... to me, they are two notches above, like, Lifetime. I don't know. Drama. I can, I can accept that, but don't you ever insult the original Law and Order. Um, Digression. Uh, so and yeah. I mean, SVU gets a pass because it has a character from Homicide in it. Um, and Ice T. Oh, yeah. Other other games that I've seen but not played. Well, I played the new Super Mario new, Galaxy. No. Super Mario, Mario Galaxy, Galaxy 2. 2. I played that. It's hard to get those adjectives straight and, uh, at this point. You know, I, it is large. Wait. I'm not totally sure if I can talk about that off the top of my head. So I'm going to wait. Dude, I imagine so. I mean, they sent out a trailer that showed all the new gameplay stuff, and it's... I'm going to wait. Sorry, because I don't know. But we'll come back to me. I'll look it up while someone else talks. But more importantly, I uh, okay. 
I saw Just Cause 2, and, and that was a game that like I was going in to evaluate if we were going to review it, because the last one, I don't know. I, I didn't it was like sort it. of the, uh, the stepping stone of open world games at the beginning of this gen. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. like... It was like a novelty the way you could use the parachute and stuff, but it, it, I really didn't get drawn into it. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to do a whole like stunt thing with and open And this worlds. one, it feels like they've just totally gone with the, like they don't care that it's over the top and cheesy, like you get points for just blowing shit up. You know, that's mm-hmm. like what they really want you to do. And it's not taking itself too seriously, like for instance, one part when I was watching it being played, like out of nowhere ninjas attack. And I was like, what? <laughs> it seems so dumb, but at yeah. the same time, you're like, I don't care in this game. Because in this game, it's just about mm-hmm. how am I going to go? It's like a red faction in the sense of how you roll into a situation and be like, how am I about to fuck this up? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and in, but instead of being able to blow up the world, which I admit that is like a very important and awesome part of red faction. But in this, you uh, you can blow up a lot of the stuff, but not everything. But you also have the grapple hook and the grapple hook is like completely changes the way you play that game you had it in the first game but you could only use it to like tie onto vehicles and stuff now you can pretty much use it anywhere and it has a ridiculous range like even if you don't want to use a vehicle you can grapple hook across levels like no problem like it's obscene it's sort ranges. of like bionic commando except not as clunky yeah and also if the bionic commando thing could shoot like eight times farther than it ever could and attach to virtually anything right and not and only the... can it attach to something it but then if you hold you. it you can tether it Mm-hmm. So then you can shoot one thing, shoot another thing, release, and then they'll be stuck together. So you could, like, tether a dude and then tether a pole by a cliff, and then he'll just get slung off the cliff. You know, or, like, tether a vehicle and tether the ground, and all of a sudden it'll be, like, an anchor hit, and they'll just, like, go for the Dude, just, like, air. I mean, that you know, that that's ultimate. Like, you know, if, if, if a big diesel is, you know, chasing you down, tether the front end of it, man, watch it flip end over end. Right, it kind of looks like that part in The Dark Knight. Dark, yeah. Where, the yeah. part that's Joker, physically impossible. Yeah, yeah, where the Joker hits the wire and goes flying in the for truck. For sure, but... It looks like that. Like, you know, to, to, to me, this, this game has definitely been on my radar because, like, the first one was sort of, you know, it was sort of a stumble, but in a way, like, Assassin's Creed 1 was a stumble, but 2 was amazing. I think we're going to see a similar thing here, and like to me, it's like this. This game is going to be this year's like Crackdown slash Gorilla. Uh, I don't know that I would go that far. Fun game. Um, I've also seen Just Cause Two, um, and I've watched my uh, coworker Tom Price playing it. Mm-hmm. And at first, he he was pretty enthusiastic about it, but it seems like his enthusiastic is slowly starting to ebb. Mm. for it so we'll see if it if they tighten it up a bit they yeah i mean I, I clean up the graphics on level three and such right i only saw a little bit but what i saw like i guess maybe <clears throat> you know i walked in there with such low expectations that when i saw it and i was like oh this just looks like really fun like yeah. it doesn't look like yeah. i'm not gonna play this for the story for sure and i'm not gonna play it like because i want to sp- like spend hours in it but it's like the same way that uh i don't know the, when i first got gta 3 i didn't play the storyline at all I just would get in the world and fuck shit up because it was fun. And this one has like that same appeal mm-hmm. where it's just like even the objective sometimes like go to this base and blow up this much stuff, you know, cause this much damage. I'm yeah, like, I can do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and when I compare it to like Crackdown and, and you know, Red Faction Gorilla, it's the same way. Like, you know, in Red Faction, it's like, OK, you know, I'm going to see how far I can. I'm going to see if I can throw this truck off the roof of a building. You know, it's just that sort of whatever you know, whatever you can think of to make your own fun kind of game. Did I ever force you to watch my Red Faction A-Team clip, Tyler? You didn't force me. I saw it. I watched it when you made it. Um, it was great. But yeah, I also saw 
some sin and punishment too today. That game still was coming around like along really nice. It's treasure, right? Is that, that for the Wii? That's the I, from what I heard. It was the same people that did. Uh, um, what's that shooter that everyone loves? Gunstar Heroes. Uh, no, I thought it was the same people that did that one. That's like the hardest one of all time. Ikaruga? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it was treasure. Okay, so yeah, it's the Ikaruga people and treasure. And uh, it looks really cool. Like, I mean, this like I don't know about the fact that you're like a little girl flying on a hoverboard. But, that sounds about par for the course. But the 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 like environments and stuff like you know and you know to use the the term that gets tossed around a lot for a Wii game looked really good. I mean, like there was like a ton of enemies on screen and just they'd have like that you'd be flying over a city and then you can see like little battles going on underneath and then you know in traditional like shooter thing you know you'd fight some stupid boss that's like a helicopter with guys on the wings and shooting out baby helicopters or something. You know, it's just really absurd. <laughs> but. I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. But it it looked like it does things for the Wii right. You know, it's yeah. it's very. Does it use Wii Wiimote controls, or do you just hold the Wiimote like a controller? You use the stick to move, as far as like moving your character around the screen, and then you use the pointer to shoot. Uh, but you don't have to be. It has like a lock on a lot of times, so that once you're locked on, your main goal is to just dodge bullets rather than hmm. actually sit there and shoot. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that that was a really cool thing, and then you know all those IGF games that are coming out for WiiWare looked rather promising as well. Um, but then the game that I was, I went there and I was surprised to see that I actually liked. I'll talk about it, and if it's embargoed, we can cut it out later. But I don't think it is. Is uh, Metroid Other M? Yeah, that's not embargoed. Okay, so I went there and and that was a game that I was like really on the fence about because I you know I liked the side scrolling Metroids and the Prime ones were pretty good, but like I wasn't sure if I was gonna like like a Metroid that was done by Team Ninja Guys because I've never gotten super into Ninja Gaiden and if it was like an action brawler I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that but the opening cinema alone yeah like you know a lot of times they'll do that in game demos they'll show you a cinema before they actually let you play the game to get you like in the mood for it Mm -hmm. and a lot of times I'm like ah Jesus you're going to show me like the same fucking trailer I've seen like but this trailer was actually a really well done one the voice acting was kind of silly but uh, it's, it actually starts right at the end of Super Metroid, where the baby Metroid saves you from Mother Brain. Mm-hmm. And so it, it goes that, but imagine that, but done with like modern like CG technology. Did so you say it, you never finished Super Metroid? It's, I didn't, but I've definitely seen the ending. So, so yeah, I mean... and uh, You are not allowed to play Metroid Other M until you beat Super Metroid. So, yeah, Metroid Other M obviously picks up right like after the end of Super Metroid, you know, with you reporting in that you've now killed the or wiped out metroids from the existence and destroyed the planet Zebus. but yeah I, I can see what they're trying to do as far as like making samus more of a person first off she speaks all the time in this one like, oh did you hear her talk yeah all a lot and so and then you, and a lot of times you get her in her dialogue all the time like when she's doing exchanges with characters she'll be like talking about how what he said he said to her because he knew it would hurt her i mean they did that in metroid zero mission in metroid fusion didn't they where she had a, like a ton of like written dialogue and there was a lot of like her talking to herself and stuff like that right it's just that this is like acted and they're doing all these things with their face because like they said they want you to feel something when you're playing this and it does show like uh, the fact that Samus isn't just a robot going in there and kicking ass i'd just like to point out that you're holding your hands at breast level um <laughs> Yeah. What what kind of game is it though? Because I mean, I, is it a brawler? Is it a puncher? No, it's, fight? it's still you like a, 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 a. A lot of ways, it feels like a side-scrolling Metroid game, and almost like in the way that uh, 
you know, Shadow Complex was kind of yeah. like a side-scrolling Metroid game. Yeah, yeah. Except that they also change up perspectives sometimes. Like, huh. it'll be a side-scrolling game, and then all of a sudden you'll enter a room, and it'll be more like a Ninja Gaiden game where it's like a, a, an arena, and you can run all around that. Oh, it's just from okay. a camera up in the air. Yeah, yeah. You know, not like overhead, but, you know, like I, like, yeah. you know, like third person up in the corner. Like right. a God of War game or something would be. Mm-hmm. And so shooting and stuff, you have kind of like an auto-lock. Like, it just kind of, like, in the way that Prime did. You know, you just kind of have to be in the right direction. And then, so it's it's more about, like, dodging at the right times, because now she has, like, crazy dodge moves, as you would expect, from, like, a game made by Team Ninja. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then, but you still, you know, it actually looked like it, it played. I didn't get to play it myself, because there was a limited time in the demo, and we had to pick a driver. But uh, Who was your driver? It was mostly Ryan Scott. Of course it was. So. But uh, the biggest thing that surprised us all was the fact... I just kicked my mic, sorry. Was uh, that it controlled with just the Wii remote sideways. Like, hmm. it's not an analog stick. It's Whoa. Just, hey. That's pretty much what people have wanted for a long time, I think. Yeah, so, not bad. But hey. you, so, in, in, with those limited buttons, it does do pretty well. And, like, you don't do things like you don't collect missiles anymore. Hmm. Um, you So, to get missiles... When you run out, you turn the. It's like you would hold the Wiimote in just your right hand while you're holding it sideways, tilt it up vertically, and hold like A, and then you automatically regen missiles as long as you're not taking damage. Um, and then that's also how you can regen health if you're down to your last tank. But again, you can't be hit, and it takes a little bit. And uh, and the other point that is this crazy talk. They do a lot of yeah. first person stuff too. Like you have to use it to scan things, and the way that works is that you instead of holding it sideways you turn it back into a pointer and point at the screen and it goes into first person. And so that's wow. how you can do some first person looking and shooting. That's cool. See, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that, you know, the way uh, the orientation of the controller changes sort of the perspective or the... Right. So in the first person stuff, you still use it to scan. Yeah. But as far as I saw it in the first person, that's the only way you can shoot missiles too. Like you huh. can't shoot missiles in the in like the third person. So you use the first person to like do boss fights or to blow up certain things to unlock secrets. Um, Does it switch between really quickly? So yeah, like it goes you really do, fast. You would do I it mean, on the fly and stuff. Yeah, you can totally do it on the fly. Okay. But I don't think you can move in first you, person. Yeah, so I was going to say, if you're only using the Wiimote, there's... Right, there's no movement. It's just mainly used as like you go and you lock and you on turn shoot, into a and turret, you, And basically. then you turn back in and run off. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about the ball? Yeah, you there's a the lot ball? of the use of the ball right okay. off the bat. Um, you still lay bombs. It, it actually works the way that Prime did. In Prime, when you turned into a ball, you know, it went third person, and you controlled that way. So it, it's very much like Prime in that regard. Um, oh, you're saying where the camera goes behind the ball? And no, like it three- just, you know, it just zooms out. I'm just saying oh. it, when you're in a ball, it just, it controls largely the same. Oh, okay. But I think one thing that will kind of throw, that I thought was kind of funny was like, you know, in the older games, when they like did what I deemed castroiding to, you know, they took away all your powers. I call it just getting metroided. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, they always explained it through like something like, bam, your suit gets blown up or something and you yeah. got to regain your powers or something in this game. They don't do that. The way they explain it is that you're still limited and they still unlock things for you slowly. But the way they explain it now is that you're working with like this team of commandos. And so the military commander has to tell you that it, you're now authorized to be able to use like missiles. Like, you have all this shit on you, and you're not even... You're a bounty hunter. You don't work for him, but you're working with him. So he has to be like, Ice Beam is now authorized. Now you can use Ice Beam. Like, yeah. It, it was kind of silly. Like, that was one part that I was like, what? And the dialogue and voice acting in the game between the characters and stuff was like... 
like I don't know if it's like uh, the localization or what, but the it was really cheesy. Like the way that they would phrase things, you're like, no one talks like that. <laughs> but it's the future. Yeah, but when people, I don't know, it'd just be like people would be like, you know, you can't do that. You're just <laughs> like, what? Like I don't know. It just you. It's anime voice acting. I felt like it was like you know for the way we've described things in the past, it was very Japanese. Like the whole time, the way they presented all the cutscenes and stuff. But uh, that's not really surprising considering where it's coming from. Well, Ninja. I mean, in a way, it's not surprising given that they they're having a Team Ninja as it is now develop that game. Yeah, but even in Ninja Gaiden, the cutscenes and stuff and dialogue was still pretty. I mean, I wouldn't say that it was it was like not Japanese because you would go you'd watch it and be like, yeah. I played through both Ninja Gaiden games, and I will tell you, sir, that it is Japanese as fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it. I mean, even if the even if Itagaki and those guys were there, it'd still probably be all. Whereas what I what I mean is that I think that Nintendo typically has the ability to make their stuff a little more broad in its appeal. Right. And it doesn't feel as quote Japanese. This game is definitely a hardcore game made for hardcore people for sure. Um, Unfortunately, it's the Team Ninja B Squad that's making it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They're not proven, so who knows if they're bad or good, you know? And so far from this, all of us walked in there kind of wondering if we are going to like it, and we all walked out being like, that game looked awesome. It did. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and there's a lot of fan service to that as well. Like, seeing, like, the the enemies from Super Metroid that, like, would jump along the roof, except now seeing them realized as, like, 3D things coming down a hallway at you while you're shooting at them. Silly things like that add a little bit of, like, additional pleasure in seeing that, but uh, I still thought it looked like it, it is a really cool direction to take that series in and, compared uh, to just doing another Prime. Are they are, are they going at it to make it, like, really difficult, like the Ninja Gaiden games in that way? I don't I know. Don't Ryan, that. I, I don't think so unless the game ramps up because Ryan and them didn't seem to be having, okay. like, a lot of trouble. Yeah, I was just curious about that. So, And I guess the big news about that is it's coming out in June? Or July? Or, like, soon as fuck? June, I think. In <laughs> right? Ma- in Mario, Mario Galaxy May. Is, Ma- is May 23rd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's cool. It's I, almost like they're getting out of the way of something. Well, yeah, of a Zelda game or something. I see. I mean, some people say that, but I honestly think that there's an indication in the way the wind is blowing that maybe Nintendo is trying to get out of Natal's way for a fall launch. But, I mean, but they could release a Zelda game when Natal releases, and I guarantee it'll still do fine. I think they I think they might be trying to get out of the way of their own product. I think they might be trying to launch a new hardware or something, new piece I mean, of hardware. I, I mean either either way, I don't think that Nintendo themselves would have anything to fear releasing Zelda at the same time as even like the next Xbox. Like I don't think it would matter. I think people will always yeah. buy something like a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. I mean Zelda specifically. Like anything Nintendo first party that's like one of their big ones, Metroid Zelda, I don't think they ever really fear that much, you know. Just because that the people I mean, that look do at have Wii's that Mario Brothers and Modern Warfare too. Yeah, so I don't I don't think they'll be too scared, but uh, yeah, I don't know what they'll announce later on in the year. I do think it was weird though that they announced the DSI whatever was one hundred ninety dollars. Like that don't make no sense to me. Is that how much does a PSP go two fifty? Yeah, but I mean how much regular is a PSP like one hundred ninety. So I don't know. I always thought it was nice that you know the DS Lite was one twenty nine. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point, price point. That's why I bought one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's really all the games that I've played and or seen that I know for sure. 
I can talk about. There was a lot of games of that Nintendo thing, but a lot of them were smaller DS games or things like Pokemon that I, I really wasn't... I'm not going to lie, I wasn't too excited. You to weren't really that. motivated to do any Pokemon seeing? Yeah, you know. But uh, what about you guys? Tyler, what about you? Tell us about Red Faction Guerrilla. Yeah, so for part two of my Where the Hell Was I 2009... What was part one? Part one was Trials HD. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't gotten around to really getting into Red Faction either. So. Last week, last week was uh, my Red Fact uh, was my Trials Shame from 2009. This week it's Red Faction Gorilla, and holy shit, where was I? <laughs> this game is fucking amazing. That is so a Tyler game. Like too. it's completely up my alley, one hundred percent. You know why? Because number one, it rewards you for being devious. <laughs> it really rewards you. You know, like I love it, man. The, and the physics are so fucking awesome. Like it, you know, it, it's funny how I liked Trials so much because the physics were so good. And I'm, I really like Red Faction Guerrilla for the same reason, you know, but in a different way. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I, uh, I absolutely love it. And and really, um, when I played the demo for it last year, what turned me off about the demo is really sort of the main complaint I have about the game is just that, like. It's it's almost too punitive. I don't want to say that and sound like a a lamo, but like like a bitch. Is what you're you know, but say. it's like you blow so, or, or you know you're, you're trying to sneak into a compound to blow something up, and some guy like spots you, and then it's like you know all of a sudden all the alarms. are What you're saying is you don't want to go in there and have to. You don't want to be sly. You want to roll in there and just blow shit up. That's and what you and, want. and and not have it as batshit crazy even when the shit hits the fan. I mean like. There, you know, you know, maybe I'll get my alert level to red, which is the highest. But you, alert. but you can get away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can get away, but still, it's like, you know, the enemies that come at you, there'll be like six of their huge vehicles, like jumping mountains, like diving onto you. It's like, come on, it's like the people. Dukes of Hazard meets Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I in APCs from Aliens. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to be able to. I'm like, fine with all like none of that was ever a problem. I actually really like the shooting in Red Faction. I, I agree. No, the shooting is fantastic. I you know I, I I like it, but I I just feel like maybe they react a little too much, or maybe there's some way where I feel like I want to be able to, to disguise myself, go into an area, and um and really think about how I'm going to destroy the buildings. And then I had this thought too. Like, I really wish they would have done some sort of, like, um, domino effect bonus points. Like, you knocked a tower into this other tower, and so it, like, gives you quadruple ru- uh, so rubbish. What, so or, that you would have to sit there and think about the way your explosion was going to yeah, make Yeah, man, like, make it more puzzle-like. I think it would be fucking rad. And, like, uh, or, or, or See, just, I don't even think they would need to give more rubble for that. The, what would really reward that kind of stuff and encourage it would be a replay feature. Yeah, if people could put up videos of... Something like that, yeah. The most absurd I shit. Maybe totally. in the Red Faction that comes out next year that they'll show at E3 this year. I know, man. I'm so excited. But, like, I don't know, dude. There, There is just something amazing how they get all the different explosions and all the different effects from, like, the uh, the nano rifle. Like, the way it melts materials. Oh, have you gotten the nano rifle? Yeah. How much did you fucking play this game last week, Tyler? Dude, it is the only game I've played <laughs> since you let me borrow it. Well, so, like, 15, 16 hours? Probably. But I'm not even doing the missions. I'm doing everything in the game. Well, yeah, but the nice every thing about blowing mission, up like every outpost, blowing up the nice every thing about outpost. Red Faction is that all that shit contributes to your progression. Exactly. That's what's so great about it. And then, like, I, 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 I would go into an area, 
fuck shit up, you know, man. Stick it to the man. Stick it to the EDF. Blow a bunch of stuff. And then when I did the story missions, they were easier for me because <laughs> I took out all the guys, man. It has that crackdown element in it. And love it, dude. Have you gotten the jetpack yet, Tyler? No, no, I haven't. Like, like, like I said, I, I've played a shit ton and I've probably done like five missions. I'm just trying to. I've, I'm trying to remember when I was playing, and I think it was Anthony who was, was the one I told. I'm like, there is a fucking jetpack in this. I can't game. wait to get it. Uh, th- there are some things I want to ask. Okay, so Anthony, you haven't played it. No, I played it. I played I like the did. first three hours for a preview at one point, oh, and that's all I played. And I that, you but played that was enough to it. convince me that I wanted it. And then I just when it came out, it was like in that time frame where I just didn't get to it. I have it on my shelf. I bought it because I wanted to play huh. it, but uh, dude, I love I suck. it. The way the the way that it shows like where your C four charges are on your little radar, dude. So I set up little uh, little uh, uh, why can't I think of this word like uh, ambushes. Sorry for <laughs> you have for to be careful though when you set up ambushes because there have definitely been times when I tried to basically like set up a barricade for an incoming convoy and just rig it with explosives, but I went too far away and all of my things disappeared. Oh really? That bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. I was like my. Best laid insurgent plans. Damn. I always accidentally blow up the convoy vehicle that you're supposed to keep. Oh, uh, well, these things well, happen. Whatever. But yeah, man, my biggest complaint really is just that the enemies get too crunk too easy. Like, I could literally just be like standing on the side of the street and they'll be like, there he is! Get him! And I was like, oh, come that's on. A common, Seriously? That's a common thing, though. In, a lot in of people lot of turn that game down games. to easy and play through I, that, it. I'm playing it on easy because of that. See, I'm I just, like, I just never had that problem. I played through it on normal, and the only part where it got frustratingly difficult was the end. That game has one of the most arduous ending sequences I've ever really? played in a video game. Man. And it's can not you like. switch the difficulty on the fly? I think you can, but I didn't want to do that because mm. um, there's an achievement for beating it on normal. Well, but, uh. Mm. The the end sequence is just like it's not like Crimson Skies where it's poorly designed so much as it's just checkpoints badly and it's the odds are very very stacked against you. Hmm. But, yeah. Uh, Fuck man, you just said something that I was gonna comment on. Insurgent. No, um, but how it's terrorist the game. Yeah, that's what I always thought was kind of appealing about it. Like, not that I think terrorism's cool, but. Just the fact that it was... No, like, it is. Terrorism is cool as long as you're a white guy that crashes into an IRS building. Right. No shit, man. But, uh, no, uh, I just, but, but no, I'm sorry. I, I just, I just remember I should what I really cut say. that part out, shouldn't I? Nah, dude, because it's fucked up the way people are reacting about it. But anyway, uh, it's, it, to me, it's a lot of the reasons why I haven't played Far Cry 2 is because a lot of people say in that game, like, you'll just be, like, chilling in the I mean, world, and then some pass, dude in a Jeep. Anytime you pass anyone, they're like, there he is. Yeah, fucking, I don't just, like and that, Far Cry, man. Yeah, Far Cry yeah, 2. Yeah, Far Cry 2 is way worse about that really? shit. Really? Okay. Like, you're a white dude in Africa, and anytime they see your white ass face, they're like, <laughs> they're like oh, you would need to is. fucking die. Well, it even makes more sense there, maybe. But, like, uh, but just that element is the thing that I don't like the most, you no. know, in Red well, Faction. I can understand that. I mean, it got on my my nerves in Saboteur that you couldn't so much as run in front of a Nazi because <sighs> they'd be like, oh my god. Or even if you just made, like, you tapped the sneak button. Just tapped it. They would, they would immediately be like, ah. Well, you'd hear that pong noise do? like yeah, that I gun. Mean, it's always been that. a problem. You know, just like, and, and when things get too out of control and it just becomes annoying, I agree that that can be a problem in games. I mean, that was one of the things I didn't like about uh, Prototype 
was that when things got out of hand, sometimes they got really fucking out of hand before, Man. you know, you're being chased by like eight helicopters and two tanks. Like there's a big three that came out at this point last year, which is prototype red faction gorilla and infamous. And like people seem to gravitate around prototype and infamous. And I'm just like, out of all three of those games, Red Faction, Red Faction Gorilla is, is my favorite. Above what, and beyond. What is nice though in Infamous is that you don't ever get in trouble. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. No, nobody's ever like, well, yeah, because co- no cops would ever go near that place. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I almost wonder if that's the better solution, you know, in almost every. But, you know. No, I, I think for Red Faction, it's just like they're. It's a very powerful thing to be fighting against an oppressive government, like that you're that you are an insurgent that it's like you, one man in his bag of explosives against You're the patriot. world yes You're yeah a freedom I, fighter i i did have a quest some pro tips i want to get from arthur Uh-oh. um what what do you use your uh what do they call those mov moavs the big bombs you know what those, 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 bombs. those yeah. are kind of useless i found like where do you yeah. get them or where do you use well, them? well no i i know how to because i've gotten a few but you, like what, what are some the implementation? good you know, like, what, uh, what would you, would you use them, like, five-star buildings, the big general buildings or something? Uh, bridges. I think yeah. they're good. To, they're okay against bridges. How do you, you have to drive them where you want yeah, them, Yeah, right? and then I feel Seems like, like... to me, it would, like, if you threw some bombs on it, drove that fucker, jumped out, it'd be pretty grand. Just blow it up. You have to be careful putting bombs on vehicles you drive, because dudes will totally shoot them. Yeah, so you know what I do? It, like, if I'm driving a truck, you know, I'll put it all in the back window, you know, where they're not going to shoot. <laughs> or, or on the inside of the bed. <laughs> On the bottom of the bed where they were, their bullets won't go. Man, you guys put far too Dude, or, or, thought or, or, into being or even No, I mean, like, just like I figure out ways to to cleverly beat levels, like, instead of, like, going, like, getting out at the entrance to a base and go breaking in and rescuing, like, I'll just, like, ram the biggest truck I can find <laughs> through the front gate and, like, jump out of it as it crashes through the main building and then roll in and save people and then, like, get in a truck and drive out. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, yeah, and I, another thing I want to ask you, um, I, I was fucking around the other day, and I found one of the little walker suits, and it was rad. Uh, the fast one? Yeah. The one that's got a jetpack? Yeah. But but then I went back to where I found it after I, you know, fucked it up, and it wasn't there anymore. Is that, like, your only chance I you get they, to I think they, no, they regenerate or something, probably. But I probably just got to wait a yeah, while. Yeah, the mechs definitely were more fun than I thought they'd be playing the demo, um, although... Again, I really like the way that I like the demo areas in the first section. I think of yeah of the game and the way that I did that was I just like went around to the back of the base, uh, up on a hill and drove the biggest truck I could find down the hill and let the momentum carry me through the front door where that robot was, <laughs> and then I got out of the truck and got into the mech and tore my way out of the building yeah. and then oh I think I remember mech. the part of that in your eighteen video where you just like throw up your arms yeah. and the roof of the building just goes yeah. flying yeah. You know what? Um, Man, that game is awesome. One thing, I I don't know if there's going to be a scripted event in the future story missions, but if there's not, oh, man, it's another missed opportunity on Volition, but they're a great developer, so I'll give them a pass. But what needs, and if it's not in Gorilla 2, man, it's going to piss me off. There, what needs to happen is at some point you need to fly a vehicle into a building to where you can, like, stick, like, ram it into the building, and it's, like, sticking out of the building, like, you know, four stories in the air, kind of. Uh, you you really need to play, man. Did you ever even play Borderlands at all? Yeah, like there, I was gonna say because in the DLC, the new one, there's some parts that are like that, like not necessarily you doing it, but where it's scripted and it looks badass. Oh, nice. okay. I was gonna um, say specifically, like you'll just be rolling along, and there's always these groups that try and attack you, and you'll be feeling like you're pretty safe, and all of a sudden you'll just see this like 
comet coming through the air, and you're like, what? And then it's just like it slams into the, <laughs> something right right around you, and all these fucking ninjas come out. It's so great. They are ninjas, too. Unfortunately, oh, no, there's no there's no point where you're flying anything in a red faction with the exception of yourself oh, okay. with the jetpack. Although, man, that just allows you to get into some strange tactical positions and just rain death down. I mean, it seems to me that if Gorilla 2 was going to do something right to make it like, oh my fucking god, it would be just adding a second player, even just one other player, yeah. to be able to roll around with and do those things. I mean, it's got competitive multiplayer with all the, the destruction. Competitive I'm just, too, but I'm saying single it's player, really, you and your friend could be terrorists together. Reading oh, the man. technical stuff about that game, it's really taxing both the current gen consoles processor-wise to maintain all that stuff. Like, it updates physics like as much, if not more, than a racing game does for the entire game world, mm. over and over. So the and over idea of a second player, I you know I I wonder, but um, the multiplayer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm sure they could figure out something, but I don't know that that two years is enough of a turnaround time. But I'd have to imagine so because a lot of people said the multiplayer was great. There just wasn't a big community there for it. No, so maybe they I, might the try to bolster. Was fun it. When I played it, yeah, and the multiplayer is a lot of fun, especially with like the jetpacks and the different powers. Yeah, yeah. They basically they always had different backpacks that did different things. Uh-huh, they like, made you invisible. I don't know if that's in the regular game too, like invisible backpacks and stuff. No. But, yeah, or, or like the building rebuilder. Basically. Yeah, those are awesome. It's like the I reverse mean, proton pack. Yeah. I mean, you know the, the 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 game type options that you could come up with stuff like that are really. And there's something so satisfying about nailing someone with full full force with a sledgehammer. Yeah, there was like one that made you charge too, so you could charge forward with the backpack and then nail them with the sledgehammer. Nice. Or like rocketing through the air and sledgehammering someone out of the air. What about terrain deformation? Would we want any of that? I mean, that was Even a, to a big degree. thing in the original the Red Faction. Yeah, that's what they were. But, uh, I don't know. I, I think it would just be certain kinds of terrain. I'm okay it, with Something on the buildings. level like, of Bad Company. Little divot. There's not really much terrain deformation in Bad Company. I mean, th- there... Or any that I saw, actually. Like, there's a lot. You can knock down you can, trees. You can bomb the ground enough to create cover potholes. for yourself. Like, it's enough to where... And you don't even have to crouch. and You know, you're in a... Foxhole. I didn't ever. Yeah, uh, sorry. I don't know. I have no comment. No um, comment on terrain embargo. Embargo. <laughs> uh, yeah, domino effect, domino buildings. You, I think that's a brilliant idea. That's, you that's did what make do. me think of one more thing before we move on to Arthur, though, that I did see in the last week, and that's uh, that I did see the new Prince of Persia game. And Ooh. you should go read my preview of Game Spy, because I thought it turned out really well. Um, but. Yeah, that game looks actually, and the Wii one looked really good too. Like the Wii one looks and like the Wii one comes with the Super Nintendo version mm-hmm. of Prince of Persia. Really? Yeah. yeah. The Wii one, the Wii one, it, it's probably a different game, I imagine, but the, like, graphically, it looked like like the best the PS2 ones ever looked, and that's like like I mean, I, I, it ran super smooth and stuff. Like I the was Prince actually, of Persia games weren't weren't slouches last gen mm-hmm. by any means. No, I mean it looked it looked really good, and it was running it super like like I'm not a frame rate person, but when you see it running it like a way that like you're like it looks almost too smooth, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, like, kind of how that one looked. Um, and the 360 one, like, to me, I'm I'm totally ready. Like, I, you know, I, I thought that with the Prince of Persia, they kind of ran it into the ground in a lot of ways creatively when they released three from 2003 when to 2005. When they released Prince of Persia Godsmack? Yes. Well, the second one, yeah, everyone hated that one. 2003, 2004, 2005, that is too fast Yeah. to release three games. And, and then, like, you know, the 2008 one was, like, a, a cool experiment. But the the way that they made it like completely unpunishing 
like also took away all the reward I felt when I would solve an environmental puzzle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the 2010 one, uh, two, yeah, 2010 one, we are in 2010. Fuck. <laughs> Let's go my check. Uh, yes. Unless yeah. we stepped into <laughs> the a time. On it too. The 2010 one is like a, a return to like the old ones, but it also seems like they're, they're still like trying to improve upon enough things like the elemental powers that w- like was enough to make the, the environmental puzzles quite different. It was hard to explain in text too, because it's like they really focused on showing us the prince's ability to temporarily solidify bodies of water. So you still use water in a lot of the ways that will be familiar. Like if it's like a skinny waterfall, when you solidify it, it works like a column. You know, he'll grab it and grip it like a column. If it's a wide waterfall, he'll solidify it and turn it into like a wall he can run on. But like those on their own are just like okay, I've seen it before. It's a column and a wall. It's really not that exciting, um, except it's temporary. But the way that it makes it way cooler is that you'll have to like have like a twitch factor to it that when you're like on a like a really like you know like you'll see the door you're trying to get to, but along the way there's like five bodies of water and poles and you have to do it all like in sequence, and so the way they fuck you up is like you'll have to run towards a waterfall, jump, not solidify water because you don't want to solidify it too early because you need to pass through the first waterfall and then solidify water. So that hmm. when you hit the second one, it acts like a wall. Jump up between the two of them now that you're between the two. And then, like, unsolidify water again at the very end to jump through another body of water, only to solidify it again so that you can use it as a pole. Like, there's just all these times that you'll have to sit there and turn it on and off and be thinking about that, along with the fact that you have to be thinking about the timing of what you're doing. You know, and, and as far as the punitive stuff goes, that you have a few abilities to rewind the sands of time, but it's not forever well it's just know. like the last ones right you just have charges yeah so to me i'm like yeah i'm perfectly okay with with more prince of persia if they can pull it off and tell a story and not make it the yeah the super emo godsmack prince of persia that he turned into so <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful for it and it comes out so soon it's another may game you know, it's like May is actually going to be a pretty cool this month. game is this year is a kick in the balls yeah i mean yeah there's like no time off quote unquote so I'm going to be working like this right is, up to E3. This is the slow period. Not yeah. even, right now. Dude, like July, it might slow down February a specifically bit. was a slower month, and then March picks up, and then April and May mm-hmm. and June and so on. And then so. August, and then Reach will probably release in September, and then it's just like straight into the hell of Christmas. Yep. Yeah, although we'll see how Christmas is. You know, most people, I mean, it's in some ways it sucks, but in some oh, ways dude, No worries, dude. There will be a Call of Duty game in November. Well, yeah. It'll be a Treyarch Call of Duty game. I mean, True. which, you know what, I'm not, I don't mean that eh. in any sort of way, but it'll be their game. It won't be an Infinity War. Right. Um, yeah, the Prince of Persia game, I'm okay with it. I hope it's good. You know, I haven't really liked, like, the last Prince of Persia game I didn't think was a bad game. It just, I just didn't, like, I played, like, the first five hours, and then it just kind of petered off for me because I just yeah. didn't find it, like, mm. a, enjoyable. Like, it just, the reward was gone. And I don't yeah, know. I, I need to be rewarded. Right. I mean, myself, like, I'm not a huge Prince of Persia fan. Like, I played Sands of Time, and I really enjoyed it. But, like, the Godsmack was so annoying, I just didn't even bother with any I mean, I don't I hate Godsmack. Like, I like Godsmack. No, but, I, but, I, but I really It's don't. the whole attitude of the of the warrior within was the second one, which is the one where it was like, you were the prince that was also really yeah. evil and dark. and Right. But, but, but in terms of the one that they that did on this gen. Third one yeah the the second one t- the the warrior within was the one like with, you were being hunted by the uh the the spirit of death or whatever right but like, you were also like the hardened prince you were harsh you weren't yeah, really the nice likable guy 
You had red and black. And then in the third one is where you were like two princes at the same time, yeah. two thrones. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but, but in terms of the one for next gen, you know, I, I didn't play it, but, um, I do like the fact that they took the risk, you know, but I see where oh, it really wasn't wonderful. what their audience wanted, you know? I mean, I think at that time that was when Ubisoft was like, what, sh- what type of game should we be making yeah. to open it up to more people? Yeah. You know, because a lot of people don't want, there are people that, you know, give up after a few tries because it's really hard. And I think in this way they've kind of thought, well, maybe Prince of Persia is one of those franchises that we should keep. For like the people that stuff. want, I think they were looking hard. for a way for Prince of Persia to sell because it's never sold commensurately with its critical reception. Yeah, like I mean, it's always of, done. It's always done it very well critically. Even the 2008 one, its average is like in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I mean, none of them has sold super well. I think Sands of Time over the time first did one really did. well. Well, yeah, but Sands of Time was also one of the the first games I think we've seen in the last six or seven years to get major discounts within a month or two of releasing. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that far back as far it, as pricing. It, it definitely, like, its prices got slashed over and over. Really? Like, really early. Really? Like, to the point where I think they were giving it away. Really? I yes. don't remember any of that. I, like, like, I, I think I, you could buy Pandora tomorrow and get a copy of Sands of Time. Huh. I guess I just don't remember that at all. I mean, but... Usually, just like they were giving away copies of Beyond Good and Evil with macaroni and cheese, like last yeah, year. Yeah, but, Mac- but Beyond Good and Evil really didn't sell that well, and I, th- I think Sands of Time totally, it did sell. It was disappointing. Like we can do a Google search over the break for Prince of Persia disappointing sales, and we'll get results for every Prince of Persia game they've released in the last two console generations. Huh. I mean, again, I don't really follow sales that much. Because I don't care too much, but I definitely didn't care back then. I mean, that's one reason why they tried to make it an edgier Prince in 2004, was because they wanted it to sell that time. Um, well, whatever. That's because people are dumb. True. Um, Man, you know what line, now that we're talking about Godsmack, I, and I, I, know, I know it's Drowning Pool, but I was playing Bad Company 2 last night, and I got shot close range with a shotgun. someone said, let the bodies hit the floor. Someone said, let the bodies hit the floor. It's like, I'm coming and back I to life just so I can shoot eyes. you in the face. <laughs> yep. Well, so hard, I got dizzy. I've never been so glad to be speaking Russian. So, Arthur? Um, played Chime. <laughs> Alright, moving on. <laughs> done, with the, um, done with that segment. Chime. I'm going to play more Bad Company too because I need to finish it up for the review next week. Now, uh, Chime is like an addiction for you when you're busy. It's like, I got five minutes to kill. Chime! That's not enough time to play Chime for me anymore. Not even the three-minute match because it always takes like nine or ten minutes. Uh. Um, uh, more Bad Company 2. I can't really say much more than I have other than it's really good. Like, yeah, I like we'll it talk about that next week, obviously. Yeah. We will talk at length about it, I'm sure, because Tyler will have had it for a day at least. Yeah. We'll get it to you one way or another. <laughs> I just, Tyler had something in his lap, and I just saw it lift up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so stoked for that. And then we're supposed to do the multiplayer event tomorrow, which was supposed to be today, but Nintendo and Sony fucked everyone up today. Yeah. And Sony? Yeah, there was yeah there's a, today was a, uh, I mean, I'm sure we can say that. I know, I don't think we can. Well, there was an event for a major PS3 game today. in LA. Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of DLC this week. Um, I played the, I played and wrote up impressions of the Resident Evil 5 DLC, which is, um, that is, uh, some old school fucking Resident Evil. I mean, I guess if you're going to do that, release an old school type of game, at least... Do it in DLC and see how people react. 
What, than... what is the DLC? I've been seeing it on it's the... It's Lost in Nightmares around. is yeah, the first like DLC pack. Shit yeah. that like made sense contextually with the story of 5 it or does. something. Okay. Um, like, uh, can we talk about spoilers from Resident Evil 5's story at this point, do you think? So Resident Evil 5 spoilers ahead. Sorry. Um, like in Resident Evil 5, there's a flashback that shows how Jill disappeared, um, which was in a mansion. Right. And, or a castle, and this mission... Is you is Chris and Jill's last mission together when she disappeared, so oh. it's it's a flashback. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it takes place in a castle. Like the first opening scene is Jill like picking the lock on the front door, like as an immediate throwback, and like she's the master of unlocking. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you go in, and there are doors that are barred with like cre- empty crest symbols on them, and. Like a crank thing that's missing its crank but has a hole that clearly something would fit in. And well, I mean, there were crests and stuff in 5 as well. If, but I mean, the setting for this, which is like the castle looks like a mansion, so much yeah. that they actually mention that, wow, this brings back some old memories, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are conceits, like the co-op conceits where like you need to throw Jill across like a broken like walkway so she can unlock a door on another side and and stuff like that, and a lot of puzzles. It's just, it feels very much like... But is it still, like, outside the puzzles and that sort of part? Is it still... It's not combat-driven at all. Okay, so it's not, like, third-person shooting mainly, like... I mean, it's third-person unless... Apparently there's a hidden camera mode that's old-school Resident Evil camera mode. But it does control, like, five? Yeah, it controls, okay. like, five. Um, it, There's very few enemies, I think. Like, grand total, there's maybe, like, six or seven... Are they all slow-moving zombies, too? Uh, they're they're bigger uh, mm. enemies that take a ton of bullets to kill. Oh, so it isn't... Okay, because, yeah, when I was thinking about it being, like, old, I was like, are we about to fight, like, hordes of slow zombies? There are there are zombie-looking things in it. Um, but not just traditional, straight-up RE1-2 zombies. It's it. They do actually look like Resident Evil 1 or 2 zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the monsters, you fight the bigger ones, look like something out of Resident Evil 1 or 2, right down to, like... The weird obsession with vagina slitted eyes. I knew that's what you were gonna say. I was like, "What shoulder eyeballs?" I knew it had to be like shoulder eyeballs. God, they always put eyeballs in like random places. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. I mean, so. I, maybe it's a Japanese culture thing about eyes, hmm. but uh, I mean, it's it's very puzzle oriented, even for like killing enemies, like, and that's all fine. Like, it's it's very very nostalgic, and it actually. It generates a lot more tension than the other ones do because you spend a lot of it without any weapons at all. Hmm. Even with, when you have weapons, like in the last res, or in the first couple of Resident Evil games, when it would give you weapons, it was almost as a way to generate more tension. Because like, yeah, here's some shotgun shells. Let's see if you you can keep them until you need them. Yeah. Um, or you'd know. Oh, I guess this means that I'm going to come up on something that could kill me soon. Like, oh fuck, it gave me acid rounds. I bet there's a hunter or a liquor around or here snake. somewhere. Who knows. Yeah. Um, and unlike Resident Evil Five, it just gives you ammo. It's like, yeah, dude, shoot some dudes. It's cool, right? Resident Evil Five, it's like that's what that's what aim I'll, for the head. It's right. just like any other shooter. Um, this isn't that way. Hmm. Um, and is it is it almost a fan service in some ways? Um, is that? I mean, I guess too much it, of a pejorative thing. To, no, I mean, I don't see why that'd be bad. I, I think that that fans of the series that sort of became disenchanted with the way things went in Resident Evil Four and Five might find a lot to like in this huh. um 
it does the one thing that's been constant in every resident evil game is stupid boss encounters that don't give you any meaningful input as to what you're supposed to be doing to beat that boss where you're just supposed to like figure it out by dying yeah figure it out by dying or waste a bunch of ammo until you realize oh he's going to do something eventually but not from any real input from me and i'll have to take advantage of that when it happens and if i fuck it up it'll kill me um and it ends with one of those Hmm. but uh you're not selling me on this yeah i was about to say like so far there's there's some interesting stuff to see uh (laughs) it's not that expensive i mean i guess if you want something to do with i mean it's co-op right it can be it can be it's like two two and a half hours of content i think Um, it's like what eight bucks or something i think it might be less Hmm. because they're uh, releasing this and then next week they're releasing another one and then they're releasing all of that together with the new version um oh the gold one yeah which should have arc support whenever sony brings that out oh Interesting. That's that's how this game was announced. Was that like Capcom said that people? they're huh for what <laughs> flat footed people? Yes. Art, he didn't say arch support. Tyler, I, <laughs> I hate know, you. Dude. God damn it! <sighs> I thought of a stupid joke. This will be Tyler's last show, everybody. <laughs> arch support. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is they they announced it by like showing Resident Evil Five with arc controls. Uh, I mean, I knew. I, I knew. think it was a TGS last year. I knew that they were showing off it. Arc is that 3D. feedback mouse thing. Is that what that it's is? It's the the sex toys. It's the wand with the pink ball or purple ball. The Sony their motion, the Sony motion controller that they sewed at the press conference. It has a name now. Well, I mean, it's basically been confirmed through slip ups and flubs from other CEOs, CEOs that, that it's going to be called, called Arc. 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 How do they spell it? A R C. Well, you don't know how they might spell it. They spell it like Arc, not Arch. Well. I mean, I see what you're saying. They could spell it like... ARK. Or yeah, like, who knows? And the K stands you for You know, like kinetic. the thing you stuff animals into. Yeah. Uh, or the covenant with God. Hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I'm not mad that I played it. The last part was definitely infuriating. I forgot. It's been so long since I played it. Like, last March is when I last played Resident Evil 5. Um, I forgot that there are no save spots in Resident Evil 5 that there's only checkpoints like it saves the checkpoints like a normal third person action game does so the whole time I'm going through I'm going man when is it going to let me save this in case I need to stop yeah I guess I forgot that too yeah <laughs> and getting used to the controls is a real kick in the balls again but uh but it's not bad and then today I was playing uh the Assassin's Creed 2 DLC um Bonfire of the Vanities? Yes, Bonfire of the Vanities. This is the other half of that. Of the DLC that they announced, yeah. Um, This is Memory Sequence 13. Um, It's a little better than the last one so far, but it's still got some problems. Uh, Oh, you didn't beat it? No. Is it it longer? It's nine assassination missions, which Mm. is a lot of assassination missions. Um, And then like seven or eight new vantage points that you jump up onto to unlock. Hmm. Um, but it, it, again, like the last one, it takes place in, in overcast Florence. So it looks kind of ugly. Like the overcast cloudy parts of Assassin's Creed two were always the least visually interesting. Mm-hmm. Man, I wonder why they would choose to do that. I don't know. Um, if it's like a th- something they wanted to do thematically or something. Maybe. And it's just all, it's all fighting and assassinations. And that's, it's just the same thing over and over again, which was sort of the problem with the last one and the problem with the first Assassin's Creed. Hmm. Um, 
They did add a new environmental feature, which are springboards, which are sort of like these weird like flagpoles at the end of buildings where if you run across it, like it dips down and launches Red. you off. Where you're sort of like you lose control in the air and Etsy goes, Ugh, and it throws you across gaps that otherwise you wouldn't be able to, to get across. Man, that's what Assassin's Creed needs is like some more physics stuff like man. that, man. I'm just, I'm thinking, I feel like playing it, like maybe I'm just sort of burned out on Assassin's Creed 2. Right now, yeah. You did play a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, me and everybody else that played it, it's a long game. But this one, again, it's also very cheap, right? Uh, yes, it's like four bucks. And the other one is four bucks. And they also released a version that comes with the tombs that they only included with the collector's edition mm. for an additional four dollars, I think. Hmm. So, people that didn't buy the collector's edition that wanted the 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 tombs that were in the collector's edition can get it now. Hmm. And hopefully, that signals the last of the downloadable content for AC two, because I'm just I'm worn out and I always get stuck reviewing it. Fair enough. This will complete the cycle, the circle of life with uh, Assassin's Creed 2 for me. <sighs> um, and then I got into the StarCraft 2 beta. The beta. The beta. But I haven't really had a chance to play it very yeah, much. Yeah, both of you and I have just played against some AI. Yeah, just to sort of get a feel for StarCraft again. But right, I don't want to jump in and sit there and be like mousing over to read about descriptions funny, while I'm getting beat on online. Funny thing about StarCraft 2, it feels a lot like StarCraft <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which I, isn't they, a bad thing. They didn't change. They changed little things that are going to make competitive play totally different, and in large part, your tactics different. Like having guys that can walk up terrain and stuff like that does make a big difference. And obviously, AI is different. And but it it is largely the the same old as Ryan would say, dirt farming game where you're gathering resources and. But it, at the same time, it's like I other games I get tired of that. But with StarCraft, uh, I don't mind. Yeah, Ryan can just be be quiet because the only reason he's mad is because you're playing this and not Dota or whatever. No, but I, but I don't like resource farming traditional either. That's why I love Dawn of War because those games took it in a different direction as well. True. But but in, like with StarCraft, it's like the one I won't I don't mind. Like if they made another Command and Conquer that was resource farming, I'd be like fuck. <laughs> but they they're not. So it's like yeah. yeah, StarCraft or Warcraft games could still get away with that for me, but. But, um, I mean, it's, I appreciate that Blizzard has shown me that I probably don't need to upgrade my video card yet. Oh, I mean, for their game? No way. I, I mean, a lot of people, yeah, but I mean, I, I have a 1920 by 1080 monitor, and so to run stuff at, at full res, it can be kind of taxing. Yeah, but not, I don't think it's the StarCraft game, though, because again, I think they wanted to make that thing. I mean, it runs at like 30 frames a second, so it's Right, but I think they want to make it scaling more. Oh, I'm sure they did. I mean, obviously they did. That's like such a Blizzard tactic that's worked out so well for them. You know, great art that looks good even in various resolutions. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I had fun with the the brief time I've been able to spend with it, but. Oh, and just I found out from Ryan via text message that it's 9 p.m. for the embargo of Mario Galaxy today. So Okay, so this will So be... I played it and just as a quick wrap up of that, it's more Mario Galaxy. Except now there's Yoshis and like a drill weapon that allows you to drill through the planet you're on and pop out the other side and of it. And it's yeah. harder, right? That's like the the levels are a little more complicated. And... I did notice that all of us had a lot more trouble with like getting through levels. Like people were dying like crazy. But uh I mean these are the levels they cut from the last one. Right. Jesus. So but that's not a bad thing. Like they were hard but they weren't like 
it was just that you weren't going to do every level your first try, but I still got through them. Like right. I and Man. I enjoyed it. And to be fair, like Mario Galaxy was great, and I think I in the preview that hasn't gone up yet. Part of the thing I was saying is that the reason I like it is just that they're not story driven games, and so in a lot of ways, if they can redo levels or reuse like certain ideas of levels over again in a new way that's fun, I'm okay with that. You know, because I'm not looking mm-hmm. to it to tell me a new story or to do something all that different. Right. I mean, like, N- Nintendo, they're essentially, like, amazing obstacle course constructors. Like, you know, like, I-, I saw in the trailer, like, there was that great thing where it's the the big ball on the chain thing was, like, munching away at the platform. It's called a chain chomp. The chain chomp. Yeah. With you. <laughs> it might have been one of the ghost ones or something. But, you know, they're, they're just always brilliant at the way that they, like pit very creative little toy things together just to make you jump on other stuff and the addition of yoshi changes things up a little bit yeah because you have to use this floating ability or there are certain things yoshi can eat like one of the things i saw him eat turned him in it filled him up with air and then you could slowly release air to have him travel yeah like certain parts of space to get around things yeah and so then you had to think about eating another one to keep him filled with air enough that he could Mm -hmm. keep traveling so it's a silly silly game but i I I honestly can't wait I have played maybe five minutes of Super Mario Galaxy. And they said they're redoing the, the second player quote unquote girlfriend mode. Girlfriend mode. That's what people always that's what people called it because it was like all you could do is like shoot Star Right. That's so what it is, dude. And so like they're redoing it to make it deeper, but they won't show deeper, what yet. Okay. So. But, yeah. That comes up, man. They won't show yet. That game is out so soon. Yeah, but they also hid like the new Super Mario Brothers like Turn, put yourself in a bubble feature until like a, a less than a month before it came out. Mm. So we'll see. Man, if it's going to be harder, like I played Galaxy, I probably played about four to five hours into Galaxy. And uh, man, I came across some stages that were the optional stages. Um, I think one of them was like a Candyland stage, and I could not pass it, dude. They were tough. Well, this is going to be tough. Sounds. Same for no punk bitches. Get better at games. Get better at them games. Did you have anything else? I didn't mean to cut no, you off. I just got no, the that's it. From I, yeah, I just did not get a chance to play very much this week. That's all right. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with topics about uh, essential games to play from this generation. Ours and yours, which will probably overlap quite a bit. Hey, hey, welcome back to part two of Rebel FM. We just did some coke. <laughs> um, now, actually, it's a secret thing that no one ever hears that whenever we first get in the, the Game Spidey Briefings podcast room, that's how Ryan Scott talks the whole time. And I can never get, he's like fake you are energy. a fucking liar. I, I, I try so bad to get him to record, to hit record before he stops, but I haven't caught him yet. So our topic for the second part was... Uh, Originally made by, I think his name is Seth. Hold on, let me check. Um, I feel you really should have had this up before we I started. have it up, but I actually was had a comment that I wanted to read, not the guy that s- submitted it. 
he you know he wrote me an email that said you know unsolicited topic and most of the time you know people do that and sometimes they're awful and sometimes they're good and his i like yeah it was seth seth you know he he said i I wanted to write you and your fellow podcasters a letter with a topic idea. The topic is this. Which games this generation do you consider must-plays and why? I've been scouring GameStop for games I missed out on the first time around, like Dead Space and Bioshock, because I feel like if I don't play them, I'll regret it come next console cycle. Same with the Orange Box. I had to beat those games to call myself a true gamer. I feel like beating them within the next generation is important because it's difficult to go back, uh, back a generation and play. I had this experience with Psychonauts. I really wanted to play it when it came out, but I didn't. Instead, I bought an Xbox Live as an Xbox original, and I can't get past the graphics to enjoy what everyone else tells me I should be enjoying. Hmm, really? Well, I mean, I, I don't know about... Yeah, for me, it's not usually visuals, but there are certainly some things... For Psychonauts, like, so Psychonauts is so stylized. The only thing that bothers me about Psychonauts backwards compatibility-wise is that it's not widescreen. No, I, I I agree with this guy 100%. I mean, if it weren't for Game Club, I would never play an old game. Like I mean, it'd be it'd be hard nah. to find them. It'd be hard. <laughs> well, it'd be fi- it'd be hard to find the motivation when there's new yeah. shit continually coming out. Mm-hmm. So I think his his whole thing is what game should I make sure I play before I move on? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, during It's a good question, you know, the the the, the challenging thing of course is like you know, we, we we would all prefer to say, well, let's wait till this generation is over. But, of course, that's not the point of the question. No, I, we're <laughs> actually at the point where this generation would have been over last time. I know. So. Yeah, it's... The four games that I see come up the most in the comments, only one of them doesn't have a two behind it. Um, really? Yeah. Which? Bioshock is the one that comes up That's that, That's the one I would think that doesn't then, have a two. But then the ones that have twos behind them, can you guys guess? Killzone 2? Nope, that's not one of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I would like to make a guess. Okay, so Uncharted two, Uncharted yeah. two. Oh, oh, whoa, Uncharted two, number number two, Uncharted two. I kind of wonder if yeah, Uncharted two will have the kind of longevity that people seem to think it will. I just think that a lot of people, it just blew a lot of people away. So that one and recency effect, you know, as well. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't a fantastic game because I obviously think it is. But yeah. Uncharted two, and I'll just say the other two. Is it Assassin's Creed 2? Assassin's Creed 2 okay. was another one that a lot of people say. And come on. You guys wouldn't shut the fuck up about the third one. We did two fucking shows dedicated to it, practically. Mass, Mass Effect 2? Yes. A uh, ton of people are like, it's like the culmination of like Bioware working towards everything I feel everything like that's great. almost cheating, though, naming I know, games I, I that thought, have come out in the last th- four months. I know. Yeah, when I started thinking about this question, like the hardest thing to do is is the recency thing. Like, you know, as games get better in this generation, um, you know, I mean, as the generation gets older, games get better. So, like some, So what I did start to think were... What are games that were interesting ideas that may have fallen short? I mean, that one, are still must plays. I personally think the outfit is an essential. I'm not thinking necessarily top five. That's fives. a joke. The outfit is not essential. Top fives or anything like that. But if there were games that, like, I would tell someone pick up when you see it cheap because it's something that's totally worth playing, I do have some of those. Like for me, The Darkness is one of those. Like that's a game that I don't think a lot of people play. But if you can find it cheap, yeah. that's like a game that I think is kind of a really cool game from this console cycle. I mean, it's not perfect, but it has a lot of things to offer that I don't see in many games. And some of and the presentation moments are like super intense. Yeah. And so like, I, I think Starbreeze should be given more licensed titles because it's clear that they. I mean, both Starbreeze games this generation yeah. I think are worth playing. Well, and mm-hmm. they're both licensed titles. Fuck, you're right. They're good licensed game makers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you ever if you ever want to know like what a developer needs to do to make a licensed title interesting, I think Starbreeze has tapped into that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
three three games immediately came to my mind when I thought about this, and uh, one of them was Bioshock. I think that's that's probably the most sad yeah. one for a lot of people. Um, my other one, the Seth, right? The, uh, Seth. Seth. He he mentioned Orange Box. Now this one kind of falls into a weird gray area because most of the content came out on PC first, and that's not really like we don't really judge games by generation on PC necessarily. That's not like clear and cut as it is Xbox to Xbox. It's harder to name, yeah. You know? that's true. But what I would say from Orange Box is that Portal is a must. That play. was a that was that, also one that came up more than once. That one I would probably recommend the most from this generation. I, I think that. I think the orange box is fine because it's, I mean, it's not just like a greatest hits collection. Like it was released as a package of content. So, and for me, that was the first time I had played Half Life Two or the episodes. Oh, so for me, all that. Oh wow, along, really? Yeah, that was the I, when I bought the orange box on three hundred and sixty and played through it all. I yeah, never played so, it before. I mean, I mean, but this one's yeah. complicated, right? Because there was like a Half Life Two ep- uh, you know, Half Life Two for the original Xbox. You yeah, know, I didn't play Which it is the same game. Yeah, it's the same game. You know, I mean, so granted, it's just an some interesting pretty question, major yeah. technical But yeah, I mean, Portal was, Portal was pretty awesome. I mean, I, I think that that's a game that, as far as being like gaming literate, people are going to be like, what? You never fucking played Portal? Yeah. Like, if you haven't. Um, um, I'll say one that I think some people would go, no, but I, I don't understand like how someone could intellectually, do it. with any intellectual honesty, deny that it was important would be Gears of War. I, yeah. I was going to say that exact one too. Yeah, I mean, yep. if if you didn't, I mean, there's a reason that they're well, not even if that they're so big. It's just that, yeah. I don't even think you need to quantify it. Gears of War is like the catalyst for a sea change in the way the games were designed this generation. Yep. Yep. I think that is a completely Take that safe a step further. claim. Explain what you mean by that for the people that are wondering now when you say that. Uh, I mean, it, Gears of War changed games. This I mean, generation. It's totally like, covered. The, the cover mechanic, cover, the, yeah. the checkpointing, the way that it. That it handles encounters. I think that you don't think there was checkpointing like that before. I I think that Gears of War does checkpointing in a particular way that not not even Halo did. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it's different. And I'm saying that every third person shooter I has mean, the taken the cover thing though, and the running the way that you yeah. work. Yeah, I mean that. you know say what you like will about the cinematic Kill Switch, presentation whatever. and the it's, visceral it's sort of aspect to it. Yeah. Hmm. One person uh, named Johnny Bars- Barnstorm said he that his, fucking guy his pick was a. Uh, we sports only because that's he, not a bad he one. said uh you know it has ripples in every corner of game development um much of the pushback against the top tier graphics has been post we it popularized the notion that games didn't need to look photorealistic but the game graphics just needed to serve the gameplay and then you know there's the whole non-gamers playing games because of the controls mm-hmm. i mean it certainly served as a major disruption to the, the status quo mm-hmm. I mean, you still have people that are trying to wrap their heads around how to recreate that kind of success. But I mean, just I think every game that we're mentioning, actually, like every, all the big ones, like maybe not so much, uh, like if someone said like the darkness, like that's kind of underappreciated. But people are still trying to wrap their heads around how to do a Gears of War style game as well as Gears of War did, mm-hmm. and people are still trying to figure out how to take what Bioshock did and, and do it as well. I mean, which includes Bioshock too. Which doesn't do what Bioshock two, Bioshock did as um, well. Yeah. Some uh, are there any other ones you guys can think of that are like uh yeah not the obvious ones like you know an obvious one for me is like Heavy Rain right I reviewed that played it recently but yeah okay but like 
things like the way I said the darkness, you know, condemned stuff. and condemned too. Oh, that's a good one. Especially so but, but okay, when you wh- which one would you recommend? The first or the second? I, I think, still think the first one's good. Yeah, I think the first one just because it's such a specific experience. Mm-hmm. Condemned two, they hedge their bets a little bit. Like it's more graphically impressive obviously and they took the investigation stuff further but as a experience of first person physicality it was sort of like an indicator of what was to come this generation um and then i think call of duty 2 actually is probably a game that people should own mm-hmm. yeah i mean if not i mean if i had to pick a call of duty from this generation it'd be the first modern warfare as far as like if someone 10 years from now asked me which one they should play i'd be like oh check out that one but call of duty 2 is actually what i was telling tyler is probably still like the best single player call of duty experience i've i had or the most entertaining i ever had mm-hmm. with any call of duty it did yeah, have it's a just certain... slightly ahead of call of duty 4 for me yeah, yeah. i mean there, there there was a certain charm you know i mean we've talked about it before there's a certain uh balance with the world war Two weapons that are just you know, they oh have man, a sweet I, spot. I loved that fucking multiplayer too. Yeah, um, the multiplayer was excellent. Viva Pinata is another game. <laughs> is, is, you're, you, I thought you were going to be like the only person that said that, but there is like two other people in the comments. Really? Other than I, you? I don't know if I yeah, would put I mean, Viva Pinata you on. Shut your fucking mouth. I like Viva Pinata. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I would consider I it. I think that's the only time that kind of game has been has succeeded mechanically on a console. It is yeah. like 1999. This is true. Go forth and play. Like there, there have been lots of other games that tried to do that, but I don't think anything. Yeah. Has. Crackdown was another one that came Crackdown up commonly as, as not like a as like a tertiary one. Like after like you know the Fallout threes and Bioshocks, people are like, oh yeah, and Crackdown. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I I can agree with that. What about um, Flower and Braid? I mean, Braid I think is a good one. Just I have for... a hard time saying Braid because I have not played Braid. Flower I don't know as much so much because Flower didn't grab me in the same way, but I think braid as far as just having like gaming literacy goes is a good one to have under your belt just because so many people will make reference to it and whatnot yeah. i would say flower is probably if we're going for gaming literacy then flower is probably should be on the list for this generation so should pb Winterbottom. Mother pb Winterbottom. do you think catching a lot of buzz man. i liked that game a i'm lot, not man. i'm not saying it's bad i really like pb Winterbottom, and they i mean my preview was Found a little more fawning than anything else I've Riot devs as well. Yeah, they didn't they work on League, uh, League they were from Legends. League of Legends team, but then they got but then they went to their what own. Were they programmers? Yeah, or something. Yeah, cuz I remember Ryan Ryan's friends with one of the guys that makes League of Legends, go figure. And he was talking to him and he's like, "Man, I've been playing this PB Winterbottom game and it's fucking great." And he's like, "Yeah, that's what happens when they're Riot alumni." So Yeah, Okay, they're, they're so proud what of these about too. Okay, uh, now I I'm thinking of one that we all sort of overlooked. Peggle Dude, okay, so I, uh, I can't find the specific commenter. I apologize oh, somebody, for that. But said it. People said Peggle just because yeah, said it. it opened up the idea that PopCap is like, they are the shit. It turned PopCap into like a game, like when you hear that there's a PopCap announcement I think coming it, up. it busted PopCap into the hardcore zeitgeist, whereas before they were seen as a casual game. Right, developer. that just made Bejeweled. Yeah, but definitely yeah, something just that bejeweled, is only bejeweled. Well, yeah. but I'm saying the, the people looked at bejeweled as something they would play on their cell phone, not something they were going to turn they on their Xbox the to play. That, that their girlfriend played, right? And whereas Peggle was like, "Oh, it came out on Xbox. Let's go fucking download it." Or Plants vs Zombies, you know? It's like um, Geometry Wars and Geometry Wars Two. Yeah, Geometry Wars, that's too, man. Geometry especially Wars. Geometry Wars. That was like one of the games, along with Oblivion, which is a pretty important one, that actually pushed me to buy an Xbox. Like, when Arthur showed me Geometry Wars, I was like, that is fucking cool. I wanted an Xbox mm-hmm. pretty much off of that. Um, but you know what? One thing I thought 
would not make my list this generation. There would not be a Halo game. On really, my list. I would say Halo Three. Honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. for me, Halo Two was extremely important to me as a gamer. To me, Halo, I would say the first one. Halo even, Three, I, the Halo the Three. Second. If people could only go back and play one aspect, I'd be like, play the multiplayer because I, th- I, I still I, think I, the I Halo Three's multiplayer is fantastic. I, I think that there are just experiences like that I can have in Halo Three that no other shooter has offered. Like, and the the one situation that I would bring up in particular is the 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 fight as you're rolling up on the canyon area, the canyon beach area with the two scarabs, and you see the hornets on the side that you use to fly out to fight them. And just the sheer ways that you can tackle that, whether you want to go on the ground and try to take, like, hit them from there, or, like, the way that I beat that, which made me feel the most like an action hero that any game ever has, where I landed on top of it after taking out its turret, jumped out, got to the back, blew out its control pad, jumped back up to the top, took off in my Hornet as it was exploding behind me. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, don't... There, there's just no other game has provided a moment like that, like that kind of sandbox element, and that it's all a re- all replayable. I mean, I think that Halo 3 is fantastic, but I think that a lot of that exper- experience as far as tackling it in the sandbox thing, I also got in 2 as well. I mean... I don't a three maybe on three sixty, but I don't see that it's like doing. Yeah, like what things. I mean is I I don't feel like any Halo game that's come out this generation has really changed other games. I do think ODS, in the way ODS that Halo would changed be, there maybe for me. I don't know other games just because it's like a different direction for it and yeah. I, and the music and in particular the music actually is one of those things that for ODST really I love. I mean ODST was a no brainer for me, but I'm not going to say it's essential. Just. I mean, a lot of people had problems with the value proposition of, of ODST, and and I could understand that because I mean, I like I think that if something like say Warhawk would have been twenty dollars, it would have been a much easier thing to say. Man, you got to play this Warhawk; it's got problems. But fuck, twenty dollars. I'm okay. I'm gonna say one that no one else is gonna say. I want to hear it. Earth Defense Force. Oh no, you motherfucker! I'm a, well. No one else on our list may have said that, but. Man, Earth Defense Force, I'm sure it's not made anymore, but if you can find no, it... No, that, that company still makes games. No, no, I just mean, I just mean, I don't think they're probably pressing new discs. You might be surprised. So, if you can find Earth Defense Force new, you should buy really, it. You yes. really? Have you ever real. played it? No. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I almost feel like we should stop right now and, t- and we should play that game. You need to come over to here one day and we'll just play it together because it's only okay. local co-op. So okay. you have to do split screen. But that game is like, it, it, it is awful looking at times. Mm-hmm. But at times it's and the sound impressive. Are terrible, but yeah, it has like really good robots. For like its reason. sense of scale is just but, almost. Unmatched. But it is it is some of the most like just stupid fun I've had with the game since like playing Contra Two with a friend. You know, as like a little kid. It's the only game this generation where I didn't get totally homicidally frustrated with a with trial by death. Yeah, even when I failed in that game, I was, it was usually laughing. Like, it was like, oh, my God, things just went so Oh, horrible. my God, the giant ants are coming! The fucking spiders! <laughs> uh, I can, yeah, I can see the appeal of that. The, this guy, Jason S., he also picked the darkness as one of his. Um, but uh, his top one, though, is one that none of us have really... I played a little bit, but I think it's really weird. It must have just been one of those games that just grabbed him, and it's Cryostasis, which was like that Russian game that involved all the ice and ice enemies yeah. and stuff. I thought it was a very... The Russian Bioshock. I thought it was very impressive. Yeah, I just didn't get far enough in it. I mean, you know, now that you say that, maybe I will go back to it because I, I really haven't gotten far enough in it. I, I wish I, I had. 
I wonder if I own that game. I don't own that game. I own all, all the Penumbra games. Penumbra games are also great, especially the second one. Don't even bother with the first one. Just go right into Black Plague. So, um, uh, I'm going to say another one that I don't know that anybody else mentioned because it sort of got forgotten. But okay. uh, Pac-Man CE. Yeah. Actually, yeah, a lot of people didn't. I mean, downloadable games actually in general didn't come up hardly at all just because most I'm, people I'm really were just surprised. thinking big retail releases. I'm really surprised at that. I mean, to me, this generation is so defined by I'm surprised smaller, amazing games. I'm surprised that no one brought up Shadow Complex. Uh, I'm sure someone probably did, but I'm saying that the the overwhelming responses were like the obvious ones, like Bioshock, Uncharted, you Man, know, Fire. Man, Well, I think that we're just sort of now approaching, after Shadow Complex and games like that, the point where people are like, you know, like these huge, meaningful... I mean, like, tri- long-term appeal games. Trials is going to be one of those games that I'm always going to tell people, like, oh, you haven't played fucking Trials? Mm-hmm. Just because it's... You know, and I think to you guys, you know, both of you who have played it now, Red Faction is probably one of those games from this generation Absolutely. that you would... I know. Tell people, like, uh, how... I mean, oh, you know, you like, know, in my mind, I, I, and, I, and I also went to think about, would I include Grand Theft Auto 4? As much as I love it, as much as I love that. the I DLC... I wondering if anybody mentioned Grand Theft Auto know? 4. Because cause, cause here's up. what I'm trying... To me, it's a sea change. Like, what games really present a change in other where, where other people are reacting to that game? Like, that's what I'm thinking of for this list. And I don't I don't think Grand Theft Auto 4 did that. I... I did people bring up Infamous? Uh, Infamous made it into a couple of lists, such as Dylan MMC, which I, know, I appreciate his name. But. I know a lot of people bring up infamous and a lot of people feel really strongly about it but i just didn't like infamous as much as some of those people did i thought it was a fun game but i agreed i mean it wasn't i, I thought I, it was I, like an eight it isn't like a watershed game or anything mm-hmm. to me but I, I, it's fun it's right worth playing and it's like we said earlier of the three games that came out at that time red faction gorilla would probably be the one between infamous prototype and red faction yeah i haven't played enough red faction to so. i kind of the problem i think maybe with red faction is that it takes about an hour to really get going yeah, and those type of games have a really hard time with me when I'm playing them for fun, just like Fallout 3. You know, I, at first I played the Fallout first couple 3 hours. Fallout 3 is a game that I would recommend wholeheartedly this generation. Yeah, although if I had to pick between that and... A, no, that's, I, I, was about Fallout to, I know, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Like, which Oblivion's one would you really do, cool. Oblivion or I, I don't but Fallout? To, I mean, is so much more of a nice contained experience. Yeah, it's a much more condensed, tight experience than Oblivion is. It's better guided, but yeah. still allows you the freedom that you want um, if you want it. Yeah, I mean, of course, a lot of people also said Dead Space, which we had said before. Right, I mean, uh, it's it was me, such a no-brainer to us. To me, in in that time period in particular, when games were releasing, that's also when like Mirror's Edge came out. You know, a lot of oh, people Mirror's were Edge. trying new things around I, that time. I feel like Mirror's Edge is something that people should try. I don't know I, that everyone should own it, but I feel like it's something that everyone should try. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's like one of those things that's like a. Well, even more so than The Darkness or something, but I'm just saying like a, a, a game that isn't going to have blown up in the same way, but it still does some really awesome things. I mean, I love Mirror's Edge. Right. Like, love it. And you can get it for like $19.99 You can new get now. it for less yeah. than that. It was on fucking Steam sales for most of Christmas for $5. Um, God damn you people. Yeah, one one that I was thinking, I was like tossing around in my brain was Darksiders, but at the same time, it's like, I thought that game was really great at what it did. But as far as like what we're talking about, like games that really change things, eh, I, I no, think I the jury know. is still out on Darksiders. Like there are some games that as soon as they come out, you're like, this is this is something that people are going to remember. I don't know that Darksiders is that yet. Like I think that we're too close in proximity to its release. I love that game. Um, whereas like Mass Effect Two is obviously something that's so huge. 
I thought about that too. And would this require would map would Mass Effect Two being on this list require a Mass Effect One playthrough to ex, to have that full experience? If I just jumped into two, I don't think I would have had the profound sort of amazement that I, mean, I, I had. Think there are some people that that have jumped right into it and still really liked still it. Still liked it. I think that the potential though still like warrant merits that kind of those kinds of accolades. It's like that that game is the first sequel I've ever played that's made the last one better hmm. by virtue of like making it matter more. Yeah, that um, it's tied. We've mostly been talking about 360 games and stuff too. Well, I've been trying to bring up PS3 games, but I'm having and a harder PC3. time. I'm saying 360 and PS3. Like I mean, Wii games? Is that what you're Yeah, well, it's just it's just that, you know, I wasn't really, in my mind, I was only thinking 360 PS3 as well. As far as Wii games go, though, this guy did make a point that he thought Shattered Memories is one that people should play. And I still think that about that game too, as far as just like Wii games that are really cool. Mm-hmm. Also Wii games that I think are important that people should try if they can is like Zack and Wiki excellent mm-hmm. um you know and does like really cool things on the wii um i'm having a harder time thinking of games where i would tell someone man you have to buy that game if you have a wii like i think like mirror's edge there are games where i'm like you should try that game like a boy and his blob on wii is a game where i'm like that game is just so beautifully animated and done and it's so charming and like the puzzle design is really good that i'm like people should try it but it's not going to be for everybody yeah, but I feel like I feel like there was a game I recently just blew through on Wii, and it was because I just loved every minute of it. Fuck, I can't think of what it was. It's just in my realm. What, what's it about? I don't know. I can't remember what it is. I just Little know King that... Story? No. Oh, Little King Story, as far as Wii games go. That one got a lot of talk. That's one people should give a chance to. Yeah. If you, I mean, guarantee you can probably find I feel like we're just now. like, now we're sort of breaking this down into tiers, where it's like, these are the games that you should absolutely own, and they're they're like, these are games that I think you should probably give a, give a try. Right, yeah, that that's why I'm just trying to think of like games that really made a sea change. Like on Wii, I have a hard time thinking of of games like that that I moments like that that I had because I just haven't really had those kinds of moments on Wii. Um, I know a lot of people. Super Mario Galaxy is a no brainer, right? And New Super Mario Brothers Wii is a no brainer. Um, I don't know. I mean, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I, I, I in terms of like, what does it bring to the gaming? Oh, it, it brings nothing, but pe- I mean, it's just such a polished experience. Yeah. Um, like, we're not just talking about games that, like, changed everything, but that certainly helps yeah. to give a game longevity, but Nintendo games never had that problem, because what was the last fucking Nintendo game that changed everything? What do we think about Wii Sports? <laughs> what do we think about which was... Well, I mean, but Wii Sports didn't yeah. really change anything. I mean, it was huge. It changed a lot, and it I confused would say. a lot of people. But like, there haven't been like good Wii Sports successors, with the exception of Wii Sports Resort. Right. Yeah, I would tell people to play Wii Sports Resort rather than Wii Sports myself, mm. just because. Well, I mean, they got Wii Sports free with their Wii, theoretically. Yeah, I just think Resort is totally, in my opinion, it's worth buying. Um, like, Fight Night Round Three. Do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, that was. I mean, that game drew in a lot of people that didn't yeah. even like you know boxing like just because it was like such a good polished game um but yeah i think we've kind of named most of like the extreme watershed well, ones except for maybe batman arkham asylum a i lot was, of I was gonna that, get to that a lot um, of people put there's that another in one i would add that i think is really important is little big planet uh people, i think people mentioned that, that one's... um i think a lot of the ps3 exclusives are some of the most worthwhile games like must plays of this generation like for me uncharted 2 is one of them uh little big planet i think is like even if it isn't like a game you buy like it's like 
like uh, Mirror's Edge, you should at least try it just because and playing through some of like the player created levels are like, totally worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and uh, God, what what PS3 exclusive did I recently? Oh, Heavy Rain, but I already said that. So I mean, there are a few. I mean, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure because who knows? But God of War three could easily end up on that list. Right. I mean, um, a lot of people were naming games that they just assume are going to be on that list. I, I don't assume too, shit but, at this point. Um, Rock Band. Oh, uh, that's true. Rock Band, obviously a huge game for this generation, if not the biggest. So, um, I mean, that signaled a sea change. Like, Guitar Hero was like the baby step, and Rock Band mm-hmm. was like, this is it. I mean, they still support Rock Band. Like, all that DLC that comes out still works on the original Rock Band. Um, I'm just looking. Man, I bought some, some people, Rock Band DLC, and I should really try to play it. Some people like this guy, <laughs> David Murphy, said Cold Sept. Like, I've played Cold Sept, but that game is like... No, I remember when that was on PS2. Like, it's not that important. I don't know. Not to insult all you Cold Sept lovers out there. I'm sure Nick Sutner would agree with you, but... uh, Well, I mean, just like there's at least two people I can think of that would argue vehemently against Dead Space. So, you know... They're wrong, but they would argue against Dead Space. We said that, uh, you know, PC games are kind of hard to tell, but, you know, a guy did say that Dawn of War 2 was one of those games for him. Uh, You know what? I would say Dawn of War 2. As far as this generation, because, you know, I mean, he he doesn't really talk about it, but he says, you know, they've radically changed how an RTS game is played from the standard of, like, StarCraft. They're successfully recognized by Uh, Blizzard. I think Ko... Take right, he over. he said co, but I mean, Donald War Two takes it even a step further, just basically getting rid of all base building, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that those games are very important games as well. Like, I think a game that falls into the same category as Mirror's Edge is Far Cry Two. Yeah, several people also brought up Far Cry Two. Why do you think that for Far Cry Two? Specifically, because I though? think that there are going to be people that fucking hate that game, and I completely understand it's, why. I mean, it's that thing where it's a really novel idea, and they got really close to something that was great and different. It takes so long to really get going in that game, yeah. and eventually you may get really get going, but then realize that you're not going anywhere. Did you end up beating that game? No, no. I I, neither... Like I just sort of tapered off. Yeah, it and that's to me too. a problem with Far Cry Two. And that's so. It's that's a game where I mean I've said before that that is so much better on PC than it is on the consoles. Just from the technical standpoints Man, of loading if, and. If stuff you guys like want that. a good list of recommendations as far as games that are good, you should look up comment number. It's currently forty eight on the site, and it was by Polygon Wizard. And the list he gives, like, there's not one game in there that I would tell people, yeah, you shouldn't play that. Why don't you read that list? All right. Well, it's Assassin's Creed one and two, Banjo Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. Batman Arkham Asylum, Bioshock, Boom Blocks, Braid, Burnout Paradise, Call of Duty 4, Castle Crashers, Crackdown, Dead Space, Oblivion, Fable 2, Fallout 3, Fat Princess, that's a question one, Flower, Gears of War, Geometry Wars, Infamous, Half-Life 2, Left 4 Dead, Little Big Planet, Mass Effect, uh, Peggle, Pixel Junk, Monsters, Plants vs. Zombies, Portal, Puzzle Quest, Uncharted 2, Red Faction Guerrilla, Super Mario Galaxy, Wii Sports, World of Goo, and Zack and Wiki. Those are like all he had it I alphabetically. Liked. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yes, he did. Good you could type, type those into Excel and have it alphabetize them for you, but yes, well played, sir. Left 4 Dead, that's one that I think is pretty important. I know, important, we all I kind missed of that one. We completely glossed over that. Yeah. Everyone in this room. Four player co op is more of a deal these days. Yeah. I appreciate big that. time. So that was something that Halo Three did that no one else had done before. Co-op in general four was player, really big. Four player drop in, drop out co-op. Truth. 
and gears too gears the very first gears that's another important part about that was just even two player drop in drop out co-op that was yeah. so seamless it wasn't drop out or no? drop in no you had to start you, a co-op from the beginning game. oh the stage. okay it was gears two from first. the beginning of the chapter oh yeah 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 i thought i thought for is it so it's only in gears two where you could be like oh they're playing jump in and yes be like, i believe so oh for some reason i thought it was both um I mean, in a lot of ways, too. Like, the Horde mode in Gears 2 sort of signaled a... Yeah, I mean, I think the Gears 2 is another game that people should own, because it's good. Like, it's not as polished as the first one. I do want to point out that someone named Roman did say Earth Defense 2017 ought to be mentioned. So at least one other like-minded person (laughs) in the comments. Seriously, if if you have a friend to play with, and, like... $20. Or you're just like you're hanging out with a buddy and you're like, man, I want to play a game this weekend. Yeah, me too. Earth Defense Force. What should we Force. play? Fucking go by Earth Defense Force like and I play it together. Cannot recommend. Just like, like for us when we were playing it, it was just like, oh, they'd bring, they'd use a sound effect there, but that'd be like another five dollars on the price. Like it just became part of the joke. Is like, well, if this game were full price, this would be fixed or real or better. Yeah, you should buy that game and a large pizza and some something to drink, and that's your weekend right there. <laughs> like just go nuts man it's fucking great um and grind weapons on higher difficulties yeah that was the other thing man that game made a collection whore out of me in a way that i normally never am so um i think we've pretty much covered everything so there you go how about that hope hopefully that helps you out. i mean there's no way that's everything well covered everything that i think we're gonna think of off the top of our head true and i'm that, sure that people will add i mean of course there are certain ones i didn't read like hannah mentioned no more heroes, but I have played no more heroes. I'm sure some people would say Mad World. I thought Mad World was bad. So look but at Hannah, our. If you, you actually want a, a bunch of recommendations, our comment list on that topic is fucking full of them. So just go type in things like Fallout Three and then say Control Find and see how many instances you find. You can see that there are a lot of games that you should definitely play. Fallout Three also had the best DLC I think of any game this generation. I could probably agree with that. Yep. Alright. We're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with your letters. first letter no obnoxious radio intro the first hey what's ah! up everyone the first letter from michael <laughs> he writes like in fucking robert ashley right now he writes in to let us know that he has a darksiders code that he can't use and, oh. he, and he wants to give it away so i'm just gonna read it off and the first one you fuckers to enter it in can get the wait, copy wait of the code is for darksiders well darksiders code is for red faction for free and he wanted us just to read it because so here it is it is a uh, six t Three three J four zero J four two Y three zero two. Wait zero D three three. You read that whole fucking thing nope. over again. Nope, you guys got to figure that out. Good oh, luck to the God. first person. To get <laughs> You're a fucking sadist, dude. Whoever's getting that is gonna be is working in for, for it. it, man. That game is amazing. Um, so. Get your ass to Mars. This is a letter from, Moss, from Matt that says an ode, Three and it's tips. titled an ode to Tyler. And it says, uh, I'm a university student with anxiety issues. 
Recently, I took part in a self-help program to ease my tension, and it worked. This is due, in part, to Tyler Barber. Whether or not Tyler is actually as relaxed as he seems, his persona of laid-backness gave me someone to emulate who was much less tense than myself. Whenever I found myself in an anxiety-provoking situation that my self-help tricks didn't guide me through, I would think, what would Tyler Barber do? (laughs) And by the light of the moon, I would become the most relaxed guy on campus. Thank you, Tyler. Oh, man. Dude, well, that's cool. I, you know, I don't know what to say that, man. I'm really glad. You don't say anything that would shatter his illusions, Tyler. Yeah, whatever, man. That's cute. Thanks. thanks, Um, This is more of a question for you, too. Oh, Jesus. I am not qualified to answer it. No, it's a bio. I mean, a uh, Bioware question. It says, uh, I'm curious what you guys think about the way Bioware has handled being a renegade in the Mass Effect series. I am planning to go back to Mass Effect 1 and finish my renegade playthrough. But after playing Mass Effect 2, I'm not sure how gratifying that will be. Those moments in Mass Effect 2 where someone I saved or helped in Mass Effect 1 show up will be gone and their quest will be lost. In my opinion, Bioware should have had a renegade version of the quests or the emails, etc. to keep all things even. Am I making sense? This is what he wrote. Yeah. I understand that your decisions may carry more weight the way Bioware has done it, but it feels wrong to deny players extra content because they chose to be a renegade. I, would love I don't to hear think thoughts. it's wrong. I mean, there are consequences for your actions. It's like you're throwing a fit because you don't get to have everything you want. I guess it makes those actions even yeah. more important. And the only reason you know that those aren't there is because you played through as good the first time. Well, my, the question it raises with me is, are there missions that you, you are locked out of if you choose Paragon? I'm not sure. I know that there are things you can do as a renegade that you don't do as a paragon, like that involves Samara. Yeah. As, um, I mean, to me, as long as it's even, like as if there's... And you don't know what will happen in the next game. Like maybe those decisions you made yeah. will come back to you in a different way. Because um, I played through as a renegade first and um, didn't feel like I was being gypped on content. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's I've, I haven't heard anyone say that. I, that's the first I've heard someone say that. I, I disagree with the assertion. I mean, I, I understand why you might think that, but, I mean, you don't, like, if you kill someone, then you don't get their optional quest later, and that's a pretty simple thing. Um, okay. If you don't make friends, then those friends aren't going to be there later to back you up. Let's see. As Freedom Force has taught us, friends are important. <laughs> oh, man. You suck at reading letters. No, no, no. Hey, come on. I do a good job with reading letters in general. I pick out good ones. It's not easy to do it, especially on the fly when I don't right. have time. When that last pressure. letter, though, I was about to read it, and then I realized that he was just asking us if we ever played games high. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's <laughs> that was uh, not a quality. <laughs> I mean, it was like... Oh, we can answer that. I don't, you don't, Tyler does. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> so, right. the, the next letter is from from Andrew Tyler, and he says, uh, "Tyler's laughter is answer enough." He says, uh, "What difficulty should I play Heavy Rain on?" I played the demo, and while I enjoyed it immensely, I got the overwhelming sense the controls would fuck me over. I hate to shake the controller up and down nonsense. Because of this, I got my ass kicked in the demo by the hooker's ex boyfriend. Now I am imagining other scenarios in the game where I would be forced into a decision and it, or outcome I didn't choose. Should I play this on easy so that the controls would be much more manageable, or do I do tougher medium controls to add to the experience? So, I I, I know it does ask you at some point, like, do you want it, are you, like, it asks you how familiar you are with the controller. And so when I played it, I didn't pick, like, I am intricately familiar with the PS3 controller. 
I picked that I was pretty familiar because I, you know, I do use motion controls when it's like forced on me in a game, but I wasn't like super, like if it was like going to ask me to spin the fucking controller in my hand, I wasn't going to be ready for that. But I, I do think that the important thing with Heavy Rain though is that you, you should not go into that game thinking of it, that you're forced to do a decision that you didn't choose. Because, or that you're trying to win. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's just about the story. So even if you do go into like a situation where you get the shit beat out of you by the boyfriend, like the the hooker's boyfriend, that's cool. That's what that's, happened. That's 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 that's, like, that's your it. story. That's, that's why the game. it's so cool. Like, that is your game. And if you and if you're like me and you do that same part where you succeed in beating him up, but you also take a fucking few knocks to the face and you look like you got hit by like a pipe, it's still really cool. You know, and by the end of the game, I had people, some drastic things happened to them that were not quote unquote good, but I still loved the ending I got. So there, You guys mentioned um, when y'all were playing through it that you felt like maybe there was sometimes it forced you to make a mistake. Has anyone talked about that at all? Like, oh, it won't let you do things perfectly? No, no, no. Is that a thing? Specifically, what I was saying was there's a part in the game where there are multiple paths you can go down. And it is clearly the game design trying to tell you you're picking the wrong path when it is making you do button combinations that you just don't have enough fingers for. It's like the game being like, back out, back out. We're trying to tell you to back out rather than like, you know, when you pick the path that is like visually right, it'll be like a three button press that is like significantly easier. It's just them trying to tell you that, you know, you're trying to ask your character to do something that there's no way they're going to be able to do. Okay. So, um... Let's see. Relationship question. I'm going to read one from Marco Marco D. It's Is that a, because you can't pronounce his last name? Or? It's it's a really long letter. Um, oh. Do you want me to read it? I mean, you read his name at this point. I mean, the only other option right. would for me well, to be I'll try to edit that out. I'll Relationship. Try and, and then we're back. I'll try and summarize it. So he's, uh, he's had uh, a really kind of interesting relationship with a coworker for uh, over a year. You know, it started off with her really digging me, that leading us to going out a few times in a drunken hookup. She was really cool and super cute, but I always had the underlying concern that a workplace relationship could not work. Things just slowly disappeared and we both went after different people. When we went while we went our different ways, we were still civil to each other at work and with the occasional obvious flirting that our coworkers noticed. It wasn't until this past November when our attraction for each other was rekindled. We went out a few times, movies, hanging out at bars. She came over for a few times, including my birthday. And although we went out a few times, outside of my birthday where I kissed her, there was never any sort of hooking up. Um, It seemed like things were going in the right direction, but suddenly in early January, some family issues on her side put her in a position where she told me she just couldn't handle having a relationship. I completely understood where she was coming from, but I was still fairly crushed, especially since things looked like they were really moving towards us being an actual couple. Um, No, they weren't. So... They really weren't. You just think that they were. So yeah, he's saying they still they still socialize. We grab the occasional lunch, email, and you know text each other. She's invited herself over to my place one evening to hang out. We also spend all Thursday together, and she and I went to the Olympic curling. He's in Vancouver. Um, that evening we were flirting pretty blatantly to the point that even most random person could tell. But he's saying now I really don't know how to interpret her emotions. She continues to tell me that she's not ready to date steady. But she's giving me a lot of mixed signals in terms of constantly hanging out. I really like her, so I'm just concerned that she will play with my emotions to the point that I will either end up with a broken heart or chase after her till she finds someone else. It seems like he's at that point already. So this is not going anywhere. He's just wondering what he should do. Should he confront to. her 
or should he just let things continue to simmer until it becomes right? You know, is is, is the, I mean, is that he's not making the next move? Like not like Tyler. I let's let's get some Tyler input before I say anything else. <laughs> well, I I would just say, man, if you really feel this strongly about her, you you just got to tell her. You just got to put it completely out there and like tell her exactly where you're coming from and like what you're viewing the situation as and saying like okay like I am getting these mixed signals because that is fucked up if she's saying she doesn't she's not ready to be in a relationship but she's still sending you signals man that's kind of messed up. I mean you have to wonder if those are the signals he's reading in because that's what he wants the signal to be. Or or what I wonder if it's the girl who really just enjoys the attention or that something like that you know. Could be um I I mean, this sounds like a sort of deleted plot from 500 Days of Summer. Oh, really? I, don't know if you've seen I, that I can't movie. stand that actor, so I don't even I really don't see that movie. I can't. His face. I just want to punch it. Man. <laughs> have you, you haven't seen Brick, have you? I know, um, but I, yeah, he was in that movie, too. I just want to punch it. so good. Yeah, um, I don't know. To me, it seems like, like you have to think about if you confront her you're probably not going to even be able to stay friends but yeah really can you stay yeah, friends anyways with the way things are no i would advise distance for a little bit like just i mean tell her that you feel a certain way you know it's not going anywhere and you need some time on your own to it seems that. like she is getting what she wants out of this relationship but you aren't and what i mean by relationship i don't mean that you guys are a boyfriend and girlfriend but i mean relation as out in, of the interpersonal dynamic yeah interpersonal dynamic yeah yeah I, I mean, and don't don't tell her that you need distance or whatever as a way to try to trick her into saying, no, wait, stay. Yeah. Don't, like, try to set a trap for her to try to trick her into being with you because you'll end up disappointed when she says, okay, and is dating some other dude in a couple of weeks. Yeah, because, I mean, if a girl likes somebody, they're going to be down to date them if it's family problems or not, like, really. Yeah, it's, she's, it's not that she's not in a place to date someone seriously. She doesn't want to date you. Um, and I wish I was in Vancouver for curling. Well, I don't know. I want to visit Vancouver. Really, here it's very nice. So very ethnically diverse, according to the Colbert Report. I can yes. only find uh, one of these letters, which I, I apologize. Oh no! So I wanted to thank Craig and Peter, and for for specifically because they they uh, responded to the fact that I've been bitching for a while that I don't have uh, my Phoenix Wright games. So Peter. Uh, sent me two and Craig sent me one oh. and those games are hard to find in particular Peter sent me uh, like a uh, one that's from Japan so it has like the Japanese and English translations so that was very cool of you guys and I want to say rad. thank you for helping me complete my collection because <laughs> that was like a franchise that I really wanted to own all of them for and they are like impossible to find now I think you should read two more letters yeah I just wanted to make sure I, I give those guys a quick shout out um, they are out shouted so, what are you doing? The hand of shouting out. Oh uh, wait, uh, well th this is a <laughs> oh, this is a really sense. easy question. It's not even game related, but I'm gonna read it because it's mostly for you. Just another one. It says, uh, "From what I've hit, heard or read, it seems like Arthur does a lot of the cooking at the Rebel FM headquarters. That used to be true. Now it's a little bit more even split. But yeah, Arthur is like the main cook of this house. Very good. And uh, he said he made me wonder if there were any go-to dishes that you guys enjoy making or are safe for special occasions for their wow factor." And that immediately, he said his is a ricotta and spinach stuffed chicken breast Alfredo pasta with a nice homemade cheesecake closer. So, um, but I, that just made me think because Arthur does. Uh, yeah, ours is very similar to your little. Arthur does have his go-to go get in our pants dish. True. 
I mean, more like further into pants. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, except for that slut mat. <laughs> no, but he, um, I make I I like cooking Italian, so I make a pretty good fettuccine Alfredo, or so I've been told, and yeah, make pretty specifically good specifically. He makes his Alfredo sauce, not no jarred bullshit from the store. It is it is full of fucking way too much butter and Parmesan cheese in <laughs> quantities that makes it obscene and amazing. Yeah. Um, and I like to start making pasta by hand sometime this year when I have time. Woo, man, homemade pasta, dude. I remember one time when I went to Europe, I went to the Isle of Capri, like, you know, I took a little ferry out there, and uh, we went to this restaurant where this old man, he handmade all the pasta, all the wine on the menu was his wine from his vineyard. This is fucking amazing. All right. I got one final letter. You guys sent a lot of letters this week, and a lot of them were good, so hopefully I can get to them next week. But, I mean, uh, you can read more than one more if you want to. Nah, I mean, we'll, we'll close out with... Getting kind of late. No, we'll close out with this one because I still want to go running tonight. Um, This one is from Matt, another Matt, Matt W., who says, uh, I have a fairly impressive kill score against video game controllers. Two six axes, six axes, two Xbox 360 controllers, wow, a impressive. Wii remote, and a first-gen PSP come to mind off the top of my head. You broke a PSP? I can't actually remember what frustrated me so much on PSP, but I do recall twisting it until the UMD drive broke, attempting to repair it, giving up, and then shooting it. Um, Tyler, is this a friend of yours? Sounds like Can it. you recommend <laughs> any games to help me calm down after aggravating flow sessions? Preferably games without six axis or motion control, <laughs> as I recently tried flow and was irritated by it. <laughs> God of War on hard? Though I quit causing any additional casualties. Um, Chime. Flower? I mean, it has six ma- six axis controls, but you're not... Oh, and if you have a Wii, I would, like you said, you do Endless Ocean. I've heard that's a really relaxing easygoing game and especially the second ones people see it's getting a lot of really good reviews chime, chime. as well did i mention chime have i ever told you about chime mm-hmm. chime has a free mode like where you can't lose or run out of time you just put pieces down and clear the board chime sounds like a good one especially if it has like some relaxing music hexic is another good one actually um maybe even puzzle quest or do you think Puzzle Quest can be? Puzzle Quest is confrontational and those get, fucking things cheat. Yeah, dude. It can get, it can pull the frustration meter. What do you, what do you play, Tyler, when you're in what, an extra laughing sort of mood? When, you know, when I'm thinking about extra mellow times, I'm thinking like gratuitous space battles is really chill just because you can just kind of chill back. Also for me, like Captain Forever, the first one's really chill. Like it's really relaxing. Yeah, for me, when I want to just relax and not be frustrated, I play Civ as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention because Civ it's turn-based, and even when shit goes wrong, you can usually turn mm-hmm. it around. And even when I lose in that game, I tend not to be frustrated. I don't know. Yeah, that's why in general I love games that allow me to like pause and play the action. But I yeah, that's I. I hopefully those are a, a couple of okay recommendations for you. Although I could easily the way this guy rages out, man, I could see him <laughs> raging out about. Anything, um, right, Kingdom, dude? <laughs> Kingdom for Keflings is another one actually, where uh, you, you can't really lose a Kingdom for Keflings. Not that I ever saw. This guy's gonna go to Rage Not Academy. He's gonna come shoot us there for saying Kingdom like, for Keflings. You loudest, can be, you can lose. <laughs> there is the loudest car transmission in history outside right now for some reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if if you guys have recommendations for common games. You can write us letters at uh, letters at eat-sleep-game.com as, long <laughs> as well as like other letters you know about whatever shit you want. Obviously, we, we answered a stupid range of questions. 
Um, you can play the masturbation game. Yeah, that chills people out. Yeah, man. You need, you need to take some roofies or something. No, it's what's... You know, it's a fun game where you take three Tylenol PM and see if you can rub one out before you fall asleep. <laughs> the best part is that you always win. <laughs> I believe that's the line. I think that's from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, remember, letters at eat-sleep-game.com. Um, we'll see you all next week and all that shit. You should listen to the Mobcast at bitmob.com. Check out co-op remember to, at remember to Check out the Mobcast at bitmob.com, the Geekbox podcast at geekbox.net, as well as Area 5's co-op show at area5.tv slash or revision3.com slash co-op. You sound like Robert Ashley if he sold out. Balls. <laughs> it always comes down to balls. <laughs>